0: everyone and welcome to comics from the multiverse i give that extra bit of pizzazz because it's the first time i've said that in a while uh, this is episode 201 of the show we are back after about five weeks off because there was no dc comics this is a dc comics podcast and i'm joined today by matt
1: hey what's up connor's here too yep still going
0: and, uh, I'm Peter, of course. Uh, this is our DC Comics podcast. Uh, we talk about new DC Comics every week. Obviously, we're still in a bit of a weird transitionary period because they've not just hit us with the usual amount of books this week, but we do have books back for the first week, new books to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about The Flash, 753, Hawkman 23, Batman The Outsiders number 12, Joker, Harley, Criminal Sanity number 4, uh, that's it. That's all the new books. But we're going to talk about those for. Uh, we're going to have a, a quick chat about the digital first books as well, since we've all been reading at least a couple of those. And then I've actually put in a section called Elsewhere on the Multiverse where we can talk about any other books we've been reading uh, recently. Kind of casually, not as in depth as we do the main books, but it's something we can do. Uh, and if people like that section, it may stick around. But it's certainly for the next little while while there's less books that will be there. So uh, that is the plan uh, for today's show, episode 201. So. There we go. Although it's now occurring to me as we start this that I did not check for ADC News. So I'm going to uh,
1: hand it over to Connor, who I'm pretty sure did check. So um, take it away. Not so much news. We got uh, confirmation that there will be solicits next week so for
0: August. So there's news that there will be news.
1: Yeah. Um, other than that, it was just things like... Um, so we we got a return schedule for uh, June... Um, and july i think as well for what books are going to be shipped what weeks so oh that's we kind of
0: true a- yeah that's true hon i actually do i, I noted all this down actually uh, for our schedule what's coming so i can actually do a quick little here's what's coming in june oh,
1: Okay.
0: Uh, batch here uh so that's it i meant this is only the books that we're covering so this isn't every little single thing uh, you know your giants and your trades and uh, whatever, but I did note down what we were covering and I think what's notable So you know how that we, we kept joking every month with the solicits that Oh, there's another hundred page 80 page special for all these yeah, things. They're all
1: in one month now.
0: Yeah, and now they're all in June the, the good news is that All of those weeks are actually kind of light-ish. Still I mean not as late as this week admittedly, but compared to what weeks were before uh, They're not super huge So it's, it's kind of worked out in a weird way that they're coming out when things are still a little bit quiet but uh, but we also have to start a death metal is the big thing. Death metal is starting in June, uh, and that's, you know, fortunately on a week that doesn't have one of those big giants, so they've, they've kind of evenly spaced things out for the most part. Week 5 is a little bit quieter, uh, back to sort of this size a week, but, so I'll, I'll just tell you what's coming out as uh, far as we're covering in June at the time of recording, because I mean this could change again, things are constantly in flux right now, but the plan is on, uh, so this will be the 2nd of June because it's on the Tuesdays even though I've got the Wednesdays written down here just because I already had those in place uh, we got Catwoman 8th anniversary special uh, we got Event Leviathan Checkmate Issue 1 Action Comics 1022 Batman Superman 9 Far Sector number 6 Shazam number 12 we have that Birds of Prey one shot <laughs> finally coming out from Azarello and uh, so-and-so uh, and Justice League Dark 22 or that first week of June the second week of June We got the Joker 8th anniversary spectacular uh, with Batman 92 Batman secret files 3 the flash 755 Justice League 46 Legion of Superheroes number 6 and Lois Lane number 11 uh, So that's that week and then the third week. Uh, we take a week off on the spectaculars and we have uh, Dark Knight's death metal number one uh, strange Avengers number two Superman 22 <laughs> massive excited by death metal batman the outsider's number three the flash annual number three randomly is kind of thrown in there uh green Lantern: season two issue four if connor's cut up i don't know if he has he wasn't for this week
1: but uh, i'm still waiting to get my last issue from my store which is not received their delivery yet so are they getting them this week though i think right they are yeah. but i don't know how often i'm gonna have them because I got gonna mail order them so I don't know how often they go. I'm going to get that done with the amount. Okay. Uh, Metal Man
0: number seven said that week. We didn't talk about the last issue, so we'll see if we're still doing that when that week comes. But uh, it is coming out that week. Uh, Young Justice 15 and Hot 24. 24. Uh, then the 4th week of June, we got the Green Lantern 80th Anniversary Spectacular, uh, Batman 93, Aquaman 60, Batman The Smell Killer number 1, The Flash 756, Justice League 47, The Lolo Woods Issue 6, Plunge Issue 4 and Suicide Squad number 6, along with Justice League Dark 23 and Jimmy Olsen 11. Uh, so week 4 is the only week that I would say is actually kind of a bigger week. It's the only one that's actually... Yeah, you know, sorry.
1: I've... I was scanning for other news to remind myself of things yes. that cuz and and there were a couple of things but one just stood out to me that I hadn't seen um, Oh, let
0: me do the fifth week here
1: before you jump into something else. Sorry, this is just really, really exciting news.
0: So the fifth week uh, is a smaller week, it's DC's Dead Planet Number 1, which is cool, Uh, excited for that. Event Leviathan Checkmate Issue 2, so we're actually getting Checkmate Issue 1 and 2, both in June. Which makes sense that it's going to up a few of these. Justice League 48 is actually the third issue of Justice League in June. Again, I'm not going to hold it against them, because obviously they've built up some issues, having taken a month or so off. So, it makes sense. Uh, and then Lois Lane 12. So the final issue of Lois Lane is out that same month as well. So uh, so there's a few things that are appearing twice that don't usually appear twice. And In one case something that's appearing three times that wouldn't normally be there three times. But it's a five-week month and we've got some catching up to do. So uh, I guess I'm not interested in letting things like draw out too long. They want to get back into the, the spin of things, but it looks a bit in June. So uh, that is the schedule for June. So it's a pretty meaty month uh, overall. Some of the weeks still feel a little bit quiet compared to what it was before, but not by much. So, anyway, what's this news you have found?
1: So, this came from uh, one of the, the, the creator involved did a, an Instagram live video, which has apparently now been deleted. But this, uh, you know, oh, this, this uh,
0: I love how he's, he's phrased that as a creator involved. He's, he's, he's withholding the name of the creator for now. Yes, yes. Bit of showmanship uh, here, all well, right?
1: It's it's the writer that, that that has done this. So, you know, let's narrow it down a touch. Bob Dell Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's dead. yes. I'm a genius. He is finishing his run on Red Hood Outlaw with issue fifty. Oh no! The book is ending. Oh, what's what's what's
0: David going to make you read now? I don't know, but not this. Actually, did you get caught up? Are you like on the newest issue now with David's? <laughs> no, we were only we were only off for like one month.
1: Okay, true. you are like one... three or four behind. Get one closer,
0: okay.
1: I'm one closer, yeah. But every oh, time no. they put out an annual, I like, go one, I slip. Now, now you are almost caught up. Like you have an endpoint. Mm. Yeah. Like... Um, <laughs> this, this speculated that there's going to be a relaunch of the of the book in some form because that'll coincide roughly with Batman 100. Well, does that mean we have to try and do Red with a shoe on? No. No. You don't have to, but I mean, depends who's writing it. You might want to because uh, maybe someone someone good. else was teasing they were writing a book this week. That I mean isn't Red Hood and but we might be getting a new Superman book of some sort from one Tom Taylor. Well,
2: or a book featuring Superman.
1: I said a Superman book of some
2: sort. Yeah, but th- I mean, this could be a digital first Justice League
1: book. We don't know. I mean, it could technically, be. I'll read
0: it yes, though. it could be. So, I, love, but... I love how all the digital first get lumped into this little section, but if Tom Taylor starts writing one, well, it'll get a full. Here, now we're discussing this um... Tom Taylor book. Yeah, no, uh, if
2: anything, this this delay of books has made me realize that I don't like the grind and homework feel. So I'm definitely going to be reading less than I was before just because um, it's just it's kind of nicer. Like, I liked reading X23 and, or sure. Wolverine. You know what I mean? So, I don't, so I, don't,
1: I don't believe you, but, I mean, I'm all for you trying. <laughs> so yeah. what you're saying, Matt, is them slapping crossover logos on – on a whole bunch of books yep. isn't going to be nope. enough to make you read it. So well, actually, you're not going to read all these Joker War tie-ins.
0: Uh-uh. On, on this Joker War tie-in thing though, none of us are reading any of those books anyway.
1: Yeah. No, we are not? So um, it doesn't actually affect anything? I, I'm trying to remember, I haven't got the full list in front of me. Catwoman, Detective Comics, Nightwing... But,
0: uh, Nightwing, Batgirl. So Batgirl was the only one we were reading, but we all just dropped that before the yeah. break anyway, so <laughs> it, it doesn't affect anything for us.
2: And the fact that they're doing this, and I've fallen for this stuff before. Like I did this during Metal, like I have the complete collection of Metal, and now it's just taking up room in my collection.
1: Um, you know. It makes you feel any better. There's going to be a shitload of tie-ins for Death Metal come July. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I know, and I'm gonna to have to restrain myself from from getting all of those uh, too. But like I did this with Final Crisis, I've done this, and I just I have to control myself. You know, I, I can't become Larfleeze of comics. As fun as that seems, um, and we shall so.
0: monitor your progress with bitty breath. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that yep. sarcastically. I, <laughs> I feel like people will no, enjoy it.
2: It, it is a challenge, but it's one that you know I've never shied away from a challenge before. Uh, but no, I just quality over quantity at this point, right? Like there's I, certain book books that aren't going to be touched, you know, but other ones just.
0: I challenge you to give up Taco Bell. Uh, nope. Shied away that's from a challenge i have yep. i have proven him wrong within seconds no. uh p better people have tried uh, including <laughs> ones that are married to me uh, <laughs> and it, it ain't gonna work uh all five wives tried and they all yep. failed and that's why he's only
1: six that's wife exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, we, um, just before we finish on like talking about the books that are coming there were a couple of notable omissions that aren't coming in june um that were originally solicited for May or June. Um, the May one, obviously, was the, the generation book.
0: Um, yeah, we, we kind of knew that we're was pushed anyway. not about
1: that. The one that's a little, not surprising, but you know, more unusual, I suppose, was uh, Batman 3 Jokers, which was finally solicited for June. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's one of those things where, obviously, we're getting books in May, which, like... So it's kind of a weird schedule, anyway. And that some books they chose to hold back till June, like Batman, for example. I mean, they, that could have come out in May. There's no reason why it d- didn't, except for the fact they wanted to ease themselves into it. So we kind of have this weird sort of transition period here, where some books are slightly ahead of where they were. Well, not where they were, but ahead of what other books are comparatively, if that makes sense. So you know, yeah, so Batman's now a month behind compared to say Batman the Outsiders, which got to start a month earlier for some reason. And yeah, I wonder really... if they'll
1: catch back up. Like, like that's what they're doing with with justice league right yeah
0: but i don't think they will i think it's because batman's double shipping it's double shipping in june it doesn't seem like they're going to go out so it doesn't matter that it's not in sync with the books that it was because they weren't related to each other in any sort of great way i just just from the perspective of some books of kind that got in a month ahead
1: again compared to what mm-hmm. other books are out. so uh, it, true. Um, i just i know newsorama did ask you know dc about both of those books uh they got no response about the generation um one uh whereas batman 3 jokers dc just said they'll have more information on the release at some point
0: generations could just be done now and I, yeah. I i was of the opinion that they were going to still do something called generation or g5 or whatever but it'll be different from what it was before this break in the quarantine and everything going on it might actually just have made them go ah oh, shrug this Get just it. not bother yeah
2: yep it under the the rug um and I'm starting to feel that's what the break point with Didio was, right? Because we've seen him take on challenges before of, of, you know, the New 52 and Flashpoint and even even Convergence. So for, for them to just cut ties with him, it had to have been something I actually, major, right? I
0: saw speculation that uh, DC might have wanted to shift to Tuesdays for a long time ago for books and it was Didio right. who was holding out that no, they should stay in Wednesday that's, with their comic books.
1: Yeah, yeah. Them.
2: That was the other one too, but I feel like they're intrinsically tied together at this point, right? That whatever the reasons, mm. um,
1: but but yeah, it's kind of this perfect storm of everything happening at yeah. once, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: Well, and and again, this would have been the time to do something, right?
1: Like that, like the
2: generations, like capitalize on on that, and now, I I guess that's out the window. Whatever the plans were, they didn't even. Get a free comic book day issue to try any of that yeah. out on. I
0: mean, I was right. excited for some of my elements of it. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. a shame that I don't have that to look forward to now. But I mean, you know what? Do something else. Do your, I don't know, darkest crisis or whatever they're going to do next. I well,
1: we'll see what happens at the end of Metal now, I guess. Um, let's see where they go from there. I, I'm looking, still looking forward to something refreshing the lineup a lot. Um, yeah, I am too. Some books of Side feel stale and... and more than just some books. I think it's the universe as a whole just needs something.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the fact that Batgirl was so solid, or at least enjoyable enough for so long. And now it's at the point now where we've all dropped to like, yeah, that's exactly the sort of book that a refresh would benefit. It's just, like, oh, here's Flash. Yep. yeah, Flash is another one, uh, which I suspect Flash is kind of still going to wherever it was finishing anyway. And we'll mm-hmm. it'll wrap and up there.
2: And I'm all for that. Uh, letting the creators get to their end point i just i realized it wasn't a flash problem it's who's writing a flash that i'm just tired of
0: yeah because even I though... actually
2: i wouldn't mind seeing williamson writing something else because i still like well, sure. him i'm just checked out on his flash well batman superman
0: has um, been pretty good i think uh, so yeah. he's clearly still got 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 it in him. I, I think with something like that even if i'm not liking it that much i mean i'm still reading flash for some reason but even though i'm not liking it that much I would still rather he finish his story because he clearly had okay. something in mind in an end point. Whereas, I think some other runs where a writer's only there for a couple of arcs, it does kind of feel like they're just sort of going arc to arc. Okay, I've got an arc, mm-hmm. I finished the arc, I'll think of a new arc and do the new arc. And sometimes that can mm-hmm. still make for great comics. But I'm less disappointed if, say, Castellucci on Batgirl, who I, I don't necessarily feel has some big, like, mapped endgame in mind. Like, it just gets pulled no. off the book after an arc or two. So, Yeah. yeah. It's uh, ebbs and flow. It's case by case basis for sure. There's no one one size fits all to this. Uh, so okay,
1: all right. Well, there you go.
0: There's the there's the news. Uh, unless there's anything else that you want to throw in there before we move on.
1: Not unless you wanted to touch on some of the the competitions handling of you know distributing comics going forward.
0: Oh, yeah, about how, uh, uh, what, Lunar, who's one of the two publishers who are doing DC right now, uh, have been approached by, or are having conversations with a bunch of smaller publishers, notably not Marvel, they're the ones that have not uh, done this. Because this is the thing, if Marvel go to Tuesday as well, then everyone has to. If DC and Marvel are both doing Tuesday, mm-hmm. then every other publisher has to do it. Yeah. Um... I don't know what happens if every other small publisher does it with DC and Marvel's the only one not doing it. Marvel's probably big enough to get away with not doing it, but they still make cave anyway.
2: <laughs> well, they used to, and now it seems like they're transitioning a lot of their titles to to digital only.
0: Oh, yeah, that was actually kind of interesting news uh, uh-huh. that yeah. you brought that up. Uh, so a number of books that Marvel were putting out physically before the break... They are switching to digital, and not even at the end of an arc. Some of them are on like issue three or four, are just switching to digital starting in June, uh, including one that I was planning on checking
1: out, which was the uh, the Hawkeye one by uh, Rosenberg. I've read the first four issues of that. It is excellent. I'd still mm-hmm. recommend checking it the, the reality of this is these books were likely going to get cancelled after five or six issues, and these are the ones that were on the chopping block that weren't selling, and they yeah. went, oh, forget it, we're not printing these.
0: I, I think there's actually... I, I like the idea of this in general, that if a book, say, has an arc, and it's not selling well enough to justify a physical, but it's still worth putting out digital, I'm all for books going digital only. It's kind of weird, obviously where it's happened for a lot of these books feels just random because of just the, the world interfered, so that kind of sucks, but... I do kind of like the idea of like, okay, you know what, we're not going to renew it for physical, but we'll give it season two on digital. Well, we get these creators yeah. still working on the book. Like, I'm yeah. okay with that as a Stalkers plan goes forward. are
1: understandably not particularly happy about this because this isn't mm-hmm. like digital-first comics. This is guaranteed sales that they had every month.
0: Oh yeah, this is because they were all mad at DC for uh, you know trying to do something during the time, and then they were mad at DC for new distributors. Now Marvel straight up did the one thing that they were really terrified of publishers doing in the first place, which is just taking books from physical and putting them in digital instead. Uh, yeah, so, and
1: they're releasing them in print. Collection, so they'll be like the, the standard trade collection
0: have trades, at yeah. some
1: point, but that's it. And those again don't benefit the comic stores as much as they do bookstores.
0: Yeah, Spider Gwen was another one that I remember being on that list. Uh, Ant Man, too, I think. Ant Man, there you go. Uh, so, honestly, I think this is a good thing in general going forward. It's just the actual transition here is so abrupt because it's just happened because of all these factors. But I'm not against mm-hmm. this as a thing for future books, at yeah. a natural point. So, uh, yeah, but, hey, there you go. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, as for the, the public publication stuff with the, the Tuesdays, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see how it shakes, shakes shakes out over the next little while. Um, it doesn't feel like D- uh, DC are moving back, though. It doesn't, because, you know, there's was maybe a, a, the idea that DC may only do this for the month or two while well, things aren't back to normal, but mm-hmm. once Diamond's up and running again, but it doesn't feel like they're going back.
1: It's interesting. The um, I know there was an interview with Luna, I think, on Newsarama the other day, um, where... They, they said, you know, we're contracted with DC for as long as they need us. Um, they have not actually confirmed any orders with Luna past June yet. Um, so July will be interesting to see if they just go back to Diamond or if there are enough people using the others. Because I think the Diamond ones are still going to ship on the Wednesdays
2: uh-huh. just
1: because Diamond are going to make two deliveries. So right. stores that choose to use, you know, uh, Luna or uh, UCS, I think it was um, – they will have that that one day advantage for using that in theory
0: yeah I guess it just means if they, if they see the benefit of if they, if they feel a benefit having done it for a little bit if they if they see oh we like having our trades coming out in the same day as Amazon and the bookstores and so on uh if they if they want to keep that going then maybe they will uh I mean do they keep it split do they keep doing like you know if you want order of diamonds you can get it through a diamond on the Wednesday like always or, I say Wednesday obviously stores get it before Wednesday but same same difference. Uh, then uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they keep doing that. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll continue to offer it through both, or maybe because I guess now, now there's some occasions arisen where they needed an, an alternative. It is there is some intelligence in, in keeping that door open, so it's easy to shift back and forth. Yeah, as, I know.
1: Um, I think it was Luna, the the one that owned by uh, owned by DCBS, have said that in the past they've had really small publishers approach them and say would you be able to distribute them you know like like this and they've had to say no they didn't have the infrastructure in place um, but they said well now it's here we we can accommodate those orders in the future
0: yeah because yeah because we're saying and in that article the article's about them taking on new publishers on top of DC they were saying that they can't just, uh, just do it like over the next couple of weeks because they have to sort of like get used to this and like build up their, their, their chain and uh, you know account for more orders but the idea that they're kind of going in that direction means that if if the, the option is there and these other places want to use them then it could it could become a big deal it could, it could completely break diamond's monopoly which may be a good thing depends yeah.
1: entirely on on which store you ask
0: yeah uh but it it may be a good thing overall i mean competition isn't necessarily a bad thing uh usually
2: that's what the system's supposed to be based on in theory it's Mm -hmm. not the monopoly it's the the choice and a lot of people i follow on twitter were saying like why did we ever think ordering stuff three months out was the best way to do stuff and why did we do it for so long Oh, that was
0: yeah always terrible
2: (laughs) right like like Back before everyone was hooked with the internet, it's more understandable. But once you start having the internet, you know, having to put your orders three months in ahead for something that might not, you know, because as we know, comic fans are pretty fickle, right? Yeah. Like they go back and forth, and and it just always seemed to be not in the
1: shops. It's interest? it's interesting that it's it's never actually three months in advance because while that's no. when it's available to order from, mm-hmm. your your final order cut off is usually right. about three or four weeks in advance. Uh, well Shots can order them right up till that
0: date. That's true. The problem is though, is that regardless of the, the time that we're we're talking about here, you, so just to, to give us a sort of brief recap of how the comic ordering system works for people who are unaware because this may be you know maybe you've not been listening for that long you've only been reading comics recently or you read digitally you don't know this stuff basically those sales figures we get from diamond oh by the way we've got uh march sales figures to do i just remembered uh th- thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> the look I'm of disdain man. in Connor's face uh, <laughs> but no, so the way this works is that the the sales numbers that count are the stuff that's put into order for diamond in advance so like you said the final cut off like maybe three or four weeks before the date the books come out but the solicits are like three months in advance so there's like a month and a half two month window for where the comic ch- chomps can order the books for that 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 batch of solicits right for that week that's coming out in, in advance but you can like affect the sales once the books are already out and on the shelf but at that point, all the books all the orders all the orders for the books have already been in. The only thing that affects the comic book sales, the figures that affect whether or not they see the book as successful, to order more or to for whatever, is in that 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 pre order phase. So if you want a book to survive, if you want to show your support to a book that you want to keep coming out and not be cancelled, you have to pre-order it with your shop, mm-hmm. which is insane. No other industry relies on pre-orders in that way. Even games, which are notorious for pre-orders, they do it because they want to try and take your money out in early, but it's not to justify the game's Look, existence.
1: The problem is and i'm i'm actually kind of going to defend the system a little bit here <laughs> uh, at least in, in the sense of having oh that
0: 3 to 4 weeks is corporate corner here we go no
1: no but like it takes time to <laughs> okay well, well we need to print this many copies and then we need to ship them and, and the distribution that takes weeks to actually go through all the process yeah, that's the that should not that that is not a
0: concern of the person buying a product that no if if their system relies on this this much then they need to change their system because i mean in in the past i've heard like oh you bought the trade and that's good but it's not as helpful as pre-ordering the single issues look you give me a valid way to buy your product if that if that purchase does not Mm -hmm. account for success in your thing then you're you're analyzing your data incorrectly you're not accounting for defending
1: that part of it i'm saying you're right you you want to buy a book right now and what's your solution for for the the system without okay you you, you want to buy a book you know the day it comes out and you want it to to count how does your shop know how many that it needs to order and if they don't know how many they if they know how, how many they to order how does the, how do they know how many to print how 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 does any store ever any retail store
0: of any product know what, what how many items to order for anything
1: right but that's that's all well and good 10 15 issues into a book but on that first issue of a of a new product oh that's why it
2: traditionally Issue twos are valued more in the resale market and the collector's market because shops order less of them. Yeah. And that's right. still that's still gonna happen. But at the same point, with with just how it was operating, I'm just hearing from different stores, like people that run those sides. It's always been, like my shops always had issues with diamond getting their issues. There there's been times where I haven't gotten a book right away, even though I did pre-order it, because diamond shorted it. Oh, yeah. You know. You know That's what
1: I mean? So entirely, right? Yeah. But
2: this this goes back. So, you know, um, it, like like I still have never gotten Hellorizon three. I have one, two, <laughs> and four. You're waiting for? But it. because of stupid punchline, right? Showing up and the shops not knowing this because DC didn't really, you know, try to make a big deal out of it because it, really it shouldn't have been made a big deal out of. But you know, the speculators are going to speculate.
0: I mean, I, 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 guess, I guess the problem here is that comic books are such a narrow profit margin and such a small overall industry mm-hmm. that the shops can't afford to eat losses on books yeah. that don't sell well. I, yeah. I was
2: going to say, I don't know one shop out here, at least the shops that I've gone to, that only made their their rent basically by selling comics. Every mm-hmm. other one of them has something else going for it, whether it's games or, you know, Collectibles or something, it's never just comics. Yeah. So, any, anytime I hear that a shop that is just comics,
1: it it blows my mind. That's my shop. Yeah. Yeah.
0: See, that, uh, and again, that blows my mind. That's why they're all in such dire straits right now because the, obviously there's no books, they can't sell stuff, right. they can't open, blah, blah, blah. Right. I mean, the, sol- the only obvious solution that maybe have to this is that the first set number of issues of any series have to be returnable so that the, the shops can take risks on them. But, you know, like, Obviously, the, the publisher's down to publish his discretion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Them deciding to do that is obviously a big deal. Uh, I mean, I don't have a solution necessarily, I, but what all, all I'll say is that it should not be on the end user to worry about how the system works for when they're making a purchase. The, the, it, this should not be something they have to think about in any way, shape, or form. The idea that we have to sit and justify it because of this, this, and this, ultimately... You should be able to go into the store on the day that a book comes out, have the option of buying a book, within reason, obviously things will sell out because, you know, there's just, yeah. something's just popular enough to sell it happens. out, but I mean, that happens with any product, right? But mm-hmm. you should be able to go into the store, and that purchase should matter to, in sort of, a, you know, a tribute to the success of said thing. If it's not working like that, then they have to reanalyze how the system works, and unfortunately, for so long, no one's willing to do that, and I'm not saying I have the answer or the solution for it, but they've not tried anything like when was the last time diamond tried something to change this if ever <laughs>
2: no. so I'm, I'm not sure like up until uh, up until two three weeks ago i didn't have an opinion on diamond i just knew <laughs> that they would upset my store from time to time because they got shorted books that people were waiting for and they didn't want so they didn't want them to go to a different store you know to mm-hmm. to go because not everybody's as loyal as i am right i'll i'll wait like i'm still waiting for that hello risen three um but you know, uh, again, that's just shop loyalty and whatnot. Uh, and I don't want my store to go anywhere. That's why I'm still, you know, they hear they got word that they can start reopening curbside, so it mm-hmm. means I'm going to be able to go there for the first time in like seven weeks. So I'm, I'm very excited about that.
0: Yeah, big day. You could make a day of it. Yeah, I, you're ahead of me on that one. Have a nice drink. You know. Well,
2: and it, and, well, and it helps that it's because the way that Nevada has handled all of this. Um, and also, we have a very low population. Like, technically, we should not be a state, um, if you know the, the history and whatnot. But, you know, it, smaller populations are much more manageable. So, and it seems yeah. like everybody played ball properly, which is allowing us to open up stuff now, like oh, like awesome. hair salons mm. and whatnot. Uh, based so.
1: on, again, there's an uh, official announcement coming tomorrow evening as we record this, yeah. but it, it seems to be we're in for at least another three weeks before stores can open, um, at yeah. least. Well, so.
2: Well, well, you can always just move here, Connor. Like, you know, oh, it's, yeah, it's like almost... I
1: could survive that heat. <laughs> you, you'll get used to it. You yeah. know, Have you seen me. It, just... looks, it looks like he's melting right now because the way the sunlight's <laughs> hitting him. Honestly, yeah. it's like twenty-one degrees here right now, and it's I was, boiling. I was
2: gonna say, just, just, uh, just, just like Lawrence of Arabia, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was an Englishman that went to the desert, so. <laughs> So I asked to
0: wear the white scarf around your side yeah, the entire right, time. Man, maybe, it, I, maybe it'd help. Who knows?
2: When, when all this broke out, I have one of those for hiking. It's not white. It's it's like military colors, like like olive and black, right? But when I went on a hike with my friend, um, it actually did keep me nice and cool. It doesn't seem to make sense, right? Because you're moving and it's warm, but it wicks the you know your sweat and whatever away, and it like insulates you at the same time. It's weird. It doesn't make sense, but it works. So I'm telling you,
1: Connor, yep. if, you, if you need to, yeah, you, yeah. you should. Yeah, I'm gonna move all the way out there just for some comics three weeks in. <laughs>
2: hey, man! Anyway, we get to hang out. It'd be fun. Yeah, I suppose it's like six feet apart still, but you
0: know. <laughs> I don't know. It has
2: nothing to do with what's going on. Just yeah. I
0: don't
2: want to be that close. To Connor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, con- con- with Connor, I think you want to extend it to like maybe ten feet just in case.
2: Yeah. Those little
0: those ginger I mean, jeans jump. We <laughs> have
2: to convert to Celsius. Oh yeah, see, right now, right now it's thirty-one degrees, <laughs> that's why, yeah, that's it's, like, and, and it's nice out. My my wife and her mother were out in the back like sunbathing, you know, because taking in some some of the sun's rays.
1: For um, context, when we had like our warmest summer ever, like you know, last mm-hmm. year or the year before, whatever it was, like thirty-one, thirty-two was like this is unbearably hot for the yeah. entire country
2: yeah you know here this is a nice day
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear all right uh, shall we move on to comic books yes. then uh, and talk about said things uh so we will start off i'll start off solo i guess with the flash issue 753 uh, joshua wilson writing with howard porter on the art because cora so, and matt have both
1: first question uh-huh. before you even start talking about the book is why why did you choose to keep reading this when you had the the, the choice here to just be like, Joe? you know what, screw it?
0: Because I still, I still, uh I was committed to doing it before. I'm still committed now. Okay. It's, it's that simple, really. Uh, you know, I, it, it, like, you know, I have to do it. Hold oh, on, I'm on the wrong book here. That's, that's gone <laughs> completely already. The, the other Flash, huh? Uh, no, no, no. I was I, I, I was almost going to read one of the books that David made me read, uh, but I decided to take a week off this week. So I almost yeah, read. You. I almost read Doom Issue One, but I decided to leave it a week. <laughs> I thought, you know what? No, I don't want to do it not today. Uh, so yeah, Flash is. So I'd forgotten kind of where this left off. It took me a second to realise that we ended with <laughs> Barry realising he wanted to get Earbird on to help stop Paradox. Mm-hmm. Which meant he was probably going to have to run back to the night his mother was killed. And I sort of groaned because, oh, oh, a TV show thing. Did that like 10 times. Uh, So it starts off with Thawne kind of just describing uh, all the different ways he's died. And there's ones that we've seen recently, ones that, you know, there's further back in comics. Uh, Notably, it's happened like four times (laughs) since the start of Rebirth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is pretty funny. We've We've got Flashpoint Batman stabbing him, which I think happened in the button. We have him being erased with the timeline with Wally reaching out to him, which I think was during Rebirth, or was Rebirth? Maybe that one wasn't since Rebirth. Uh, anyway, we have him being erased by Manhattan, which was definitely since Rebirth, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we have Iris blasting him from behind, which was during this flash run. So, like, we have at least a bunch. Half of this page was actually in the last few years. Uh, There's a gorgeous two-page spread, though. Howard Porter uh, on the art. Actually, Brandon Pearson's okay. also in the the credits page here on the artist. Uh, that wasn't on Comicsology, but... Uh, it, uh, they are pretty good. Howard Porter, you know, doing flash stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's good.
2: Qu- quintessential flash artist. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, that, that's two page
0: spread of reverse flash running towards the, 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 the camera, as it were. Uh, actually looks amazing and it was one of those things where I'd, almost for a second I went oh maybe this will be good because this, this is a really good page uh, and it's not bad Like I, honestly it's, it's not like the, the stuff that I hated the most in this flash run which is the year one stuff and the stuff that was just before it like mm-hmm. it's not it's not to that level it, it, it's, it's hitting some beats that we've seen done a bunch of times uh, Barry goes to the 25th century first to try and find Thawne only to discover that the century, 25th century is worse than what you saw it last time and Black Hole uh, if if you remember, that was like the anti-speed force like t- team from early on the run. They've mm-hmm. they've been reestablished in the future to capture any speedster because of what paradox has done to the timeline and ruined everything. But the timeline kind of like takes Barry away from them. It's kind of this this rip- rupture happens uh, because Barry's not meant to be here, and the timeline's not happy. So it takes him back out of the time stream. So he he runs back to the night that his mother was killed um before we get to that though we cut back to present day and iris is telling wally over you know hologram call not to come to central city that him and Avery should stay away and we see that paradox is with godspeed and he's making godspeed use a treadmill to run him back in time and we run back to during i should you not the fight between flash and captain cold when captain cold had all the deluxe tech during mm-hmm. the uh, the rogues rebellion or rogues reign of rogues whatever it was called and basically paradox intervenes and kills cold and then barry uh. and then he starts feeding off the power because he's created a paradox <laughs> because this didn't happen originally and he's like okay we have to keep going back in time to create more paradoxes so he's got godspeed riding back to the type so that's what he's doing hey hate the sound of this this part i didn't like so much this part i was uh uh barry gets back to the night Miller mother died uh and he talks about how important that is and sort of establishes okay reverse flash went back in time and blah 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 uh, the art and they are in the flashback stuff here as he's describing this is a little bit i'm assuming this is peterson's art coming in uh rather than porter's uh but he basically says that he can't intervene, he can't create flashpoint again, he has to just wait. So, I will say there is a decent page here where it's a nine-panel grid where he's just sort of standing outside the house and he hears the scream and sees like the red lightning from the window and just doesn't do anything. And there's like a close-up of his, his fists at one point, just sort of clenching, because he's having to hold back. Okay, I've done, we've done this to death a million times, I'm going back to this night. The execution mm-hmm. of this page on its own, though, taken on its own value, is fine. Like, I think it's relatively effective the way it presents him waiting. Uh, Thawne comes outside, though, and sort of sees him and starts fighting with him. He's like, ah, oh, you know, I've ruined your life. But you probably already know that, don't you? And they're fighting. Um, and eventually, Barry's trying to explain, you know, like, Paradox has screwed everything up. I actually need your help. Uh, and then I'm going to put you back where you belong, somewhere, you know, locked up forever. And the final page is Barry's got, got him by the neck. And uh, Thorn's just smelling up and saying, wait. We we have to team up side by side side to save the multiverse, just as it should have always been. So what say you a truce? And that's the last page. That's the Clifffire going forward. So um, it's funny because on the one hand, I think you could complain that this issue doesn't advance things that much based on what we knew Barry was going to try and do the last issue. But at the same time, it's almost to a benefit to a lot of the the issue that it doesn't try to shoehorn in too many concepts. It just kind of keeps it relatively simple. And has him going to do what he was set to do. By far the worst part is the paradox and Godspeed bit. Partly because it was it was reminding me of an arc that I didn't like that much, but also because <laughs> because it was doing more shenanigans that felt like it was just breaking all the time travel rules again. Because uh, I feel like the time travel rules in Flash have went all over the place. I will say the art in this last page. Uh, Barry's pelvis seems unusually tall. <laughs> I'll say what a
2: what a sentence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Uh, some body proportions feel a little bit, It's not the worst proportions I've ever seen, but it definitely feels a little bit in the, the mm-hmm. weird side. Uh, so, definitely more, more scratchy here at the end. Again, this may be Peterson rather than uh, and Porter. But uh, uh it's not the worst issue. We've had a recent flash by any means. There's definitely moments in there I still kind of like, but there's a lot of stuff that, in the overall direction of what it's doing, I'm not super into still. Uh, but in a weird way, I'm just happy to have comics back, so I'll be generous and give it a six.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I, I would have loved to have known what you would have rated this like a month ago. Probably like a five.
0: I think it got, a, I got a, a pity bump. Got a pity point.
1: Pity point? A pity point. I did not give any of my issues a pity point.
0: That's because you have no heart, and no soul, and no compassion, or...
1: <laughs> or, all the books that I read were good enough that they didn't need them.
0: <laughs> hey, I read some other books too, uh, that I rated, but it's not like I give everything a pity point. Some of them didn't need it, but this one I felt like, you know what, I was happy to see some comic art again, see a Flash running around. Uh, so yeah, you know what, it'll probably be a point less. That, that two-page spread of uh, Reverse Flash at the start, you know what, that guy got them my whole point. <laughs> I really like that page, it looked great. So, so it's a,
1: it would have been a four slash five without that page.
0: Look, whatever way you want to dice it, all right? All right, now I can shut up and let you, I can grab my voice arrest rest and give you guys a yeah. chance to talk about Hawkman issue 23, wrote Venditti writing with Marcio Takara and Fernando Pissarin on the art. So feel free. This is the plague issue,
1: which could not be more appropriately timed, even though it's complete coincidence.
2: Yeah, Venditti kind of apologized for it, right? And was like, hey guys, look, I didn't mean to.
1: Keep I, I, your I know mind you all on these. wanted some escapism and some comics in yeah. the back, but um, this was kind of written before, well before this.
2: Yeah. Also, it takes place in the late, what, 1600s? 1650. Which I'm not a European <laughs> historical scholar. Wasn't the plague much earlier, or is this a separate plague?
1: Probably a different this... plague.
2: Okay. Because well, um... I would always thought that the plague was, was much earlier. Um, and because because it was kind of the plague
1: that kind of led to the, I want to say yeah the, uh, the Great Plague of Seville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, this is this is this is a thing. Nineteen forty-seven okay. to nineteen fifty-two, killed up to a Wait. quarter of its population. Thought of. Uh... You said nineteen. Yeah. I said did I? I meant sixteen. Okay.
2: Gotcha. <laughs> so, okay. A slip of the tongue. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well then 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 it fits in because because yeah. when I hear plague I just think of the Black Death, and that was the thirteen
1: yeah hundreds... yeah that, that sounds about right but, yeah okay I mean, there's, a, well there's been a lot of plagues in europe over the last okay, 5,
2: years. Fa- fair enough um that was a, that's the only thing i have to complain about so now it's all positivity because this felt like a nice warm hug oh, uh to miss have this book
1: well, the art about. is um so it's split between the two artists takara <laughs> takes the the main bulk of the issue which is yep. the flashback the of the the previous life in in, in the 1600s and Pissarin, who is the the regular artist on the book right now, yeah. uh takes the the present day sections It just works a little mm-hmm. wraparound essentially.
2: Yep. But yeah, so during the plague times, uh he's going around uh in Seville, 16th, and he's knocking on doors to and he's he's basically trying to heal people. So he's he's just in, in the plague doctor chic, except it's very Hawkman. It's like very the very beak's much a,
1: very, a beak, a hawk
2: beak. Yeah. It's pronounced, and you know he's all in his leathers, and he's completely covered, you know, from head to toe. Which you know, I might need to adopt this look next time I go out
1: to the stores. I, I, I uh, feel like if I went shopping in that right now, like n- no one would even give me a second glance. Yep.
2: Yeah. And so, and in, in, in this one, well, it's also because they're ginger. You know, they just kind of expect it. Um, <laughs> they don't know me. They, they, I'll be under the <laughs> mask. They don't know who I am. No, will know, They go, "That's a ginger." Uh, he's trying try to blend in. Um. Anyway, some of us so, can sense so, them
0: coming. That's true. Yes. Right.
2: So, in in this, I don't want to say timeline, but in this story, uh, from Carter Hall's past, he is Doctor Carlos Salone, um, and he, you know, he's a plane doctor for whatever reason. He's able to go and and you know, give them this this cure yeah. that yeah. keeps keeps it from spreading. Basically, it's it's their version of a medicine, but people think of it as you know, of course, they gang up on him. It is Spain, after
1: all, it's the place where they had the Inquisition. Yeah, uh, and he's he's immune to this plague. Um, yeah, which I mean makes sense. Some people would have been, but right. uh, of course he is, and he uses this as an opportunity to save more lives, right, and try and claw back some of that tally. Uh, right. To the point where he's actually making a tally of of lives that he fails to to save. Mm-hmm. And I don't know is he is he counting that he's adding them back onto his count as th- not good I
2: enough?
1: Think so. I think so. Because that's that's really self deprecating if he is.
2: It is. And so the the guy he goes attacks him because he wants him to get the you know uh, he wants the cure. Um, and he he kind of gives the guy a break because the guy just lost his wife to this. Yeah. Um And then he sends us. His- and then that's when he goes outside and he takes the. Some some fresh flowers, which I don't know, if people realize that the whole bird look of the plague mask was meant because of the smells associated with these diseases. That was all filled with with stuff like flowers and crushed
1: up. herbs. Yeah, it's uh, rose petals here.
2: Yeah, so he crushed up these rose petals, and a, a little girl sees him, and you know, gets scared and goes off. And you see him going through Seville, um, and he's just he's checking off more house to house doing what he
1: can, and it's just he's kind of too late almost
2: yep and then an angry mom mob comes up and accuses him of being a demon sent to tempt them um and he tries to talk some sense into him but you know he, you can't
1: it's an angry uh, mob think, there's only so much you can do
2: right they think he brought the sickness with him um and they're superstitious they still they manage to overwhelm him and they go to tie him up to a stake.
1: They have him and tied him to the fire. stake and they're about to burn. Yeah.
2: And he he basically is like we can all surrender together, you know, and we'll we'll, we'll get through this. because um, he just doesn't want to be a census taker for the end of times. Um and an arrow gets shot, and it looks like there's another plague doctor with the same type of beak that and, he and has you kind and like,
1: of immediately know who this is.
2: I know who this is, and it's Shira. Um She's and she going chases by, them away. Uh,
1: Nayara, this time.
2: Nayara. no, yep, takes it off the red hair instantly, because um, we're getting that, the same matching images here through time, um, and and they go off together, to basically
1: run yeah, up they, the tally they, they the they other go way. Off to Madrid and see who else they can help on the way. And then it cuts to, to modern
2: day where we last left them and uh shayer wakes up first and she notices that carter is no longer white and pasty and that it looks like however far away they got when when they jumped it's been far enough away that it's burned up the the sickness from batman who
1: laughs yeah he's, Um, he's finally back to normal
2: yep and uh he wakes up and they kiss and it looks like Hawkman Man or Hawk Woman are, are now the item, and it's no longer Hot Girl. Uh, which I think, just for simplicity's sake, is a smart move. You know, let Hot Girl do her own thing, and she doesn't yeah. have to be tied to Shayera anymore. Because the, going back and reading the John stuff, I always thought that was a little bit too. It was. If Carter creepy. came back, yeah. If Carter came back, why is he going after his grandniece? Yeah. Basically, right? So, and it's like, I get it. It's this whole reach. It's her again, but no. Here, now we have Shaira, and she's of the Hawk, you know, Hawk world, and Thanagar, and, and all of that. Um, yeah, and, and Kendra can just be tangentially related. Right. And that, and that's fine by me. Like, even the way that they brought her back here with, with uh, Snyder during Metal, mm. and she was part of that, that task force, and they were looking for Carter. I almost like that more that she's playing up the. Uh, she, she's a legacy. She, she's not part of the same as they are mm. you know she can kind of be their nightwing or batgirl or the next generation that way
1: yeah but, that works and, nicely
2: and we, and we can have these too so uh but they they look up and where they are it looks like some temple but it looks like uh it was and there's there's people all over it but it also looks like around the same era uh when they were the deathbringers or when he was the deathbringer um so yeah, yeah.
1: this is a great issue and exciting little cliffhanger at the end this is a nice um it's a really smart issue to come back to actually in the sense Mm -hmm. that this is one of those bridge between the arcs issues Mm -hmm. uh which like we had the one in the diary before and with the the war and this is another one of those it's just hey here's a story of a past life Mm -hmm. and the way that we can use those to have guest artists for an issue here or there and uh, give passarin a break i mean he had what maybe three or four pages in he mm-hmm. has, like, four pages in this book, so it's it's fine. Enough that he can do that and still get working on the next issue. Um, we can have these little adventures to reset the palette in between each arc. Uh, it's really smart. And now that, okay, we're back now, infection's gone, we're back to just Hawkman, uh, well, and Hawkwoman now. It's it's becoming a bit yep. of a team-up, which I'm all for. Uh, yeah. And we can get, get started on the next adventure next time.
2: Yeah, just, just this whole team, too, of... He's assembling a, a uh, supporting cast with Sheera, with the Atom, with Adam Strange in, in this last arc, um, yeah. and yeah, it just it just feels like we're we're hitting he, Venditti's hitting his stride at this point. He, everything's just working out. So yeah, uh, what you rating, Connor? I'm giving an eight point five. It's a great issue. Oh man, me too. I thought I was gonna have to adjust, maybe, um, but no, <coughs> it is. That's weird. I don't like when we line up, but I'm gonna leave it because I love this book. That much.
0: It's great. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll move on then. Uh, we'll move on to Batman and the Outsiders, issue 12. Brian Hill writing with Dexter Soy on the art. And oh boy, Dexter Soy's art was a sight for sore eyes after a month yeah. or so without comics. Uh, so good. Uh,
2: <laughs> that that said, as we just discussed with, with Hawkman, that was a nice time to come into this book because there's been a delay. Mm-hmm. This one, I had to rejog my memory of stuff that had gone on. Um, and it was kind of an uneven read, but I don't blame the creative team. If this was just the next issue that was supposed to come out. If it was coming out monthly, I don't think it would have been a problem.
0: Sure. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like the, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have too many problems with the story and sort of keeping up with where it was, but mm-hmm. um, so basically, yeah, so Razal Gill has his Technodrome, and this is mm-hmm. Batman gearing up the troops to go and deal with this and he uh interests sophia and in her outfit she's not got a proper name yet for doing superhero work but she's taking ideas as she puts it uh but we have them all we have a bunch of pairs of characters having kind of like heart to hearts essentially before they go on this trip to try and take on raz uh with the odd pep talk from batman thrown in uh batman and jefferson have a have a talk outside by his parents gravestones and jefferson is basically saying hey after this like, you have to let the kids go their own way they can't just be a part of this and Batman says, yeah, you're right, they should have their own path. You can teach them that. You're a teacher. So it really does feel like it's setting up the idea that Batman's going to step away a little bit and let yep. Jefferson run the team. Uh, so that, that's cool. It makes sense. It's really good. Uh, you got Shiva yep. and Cassandra having a having a kind of sparring session and Shiva trying to convince Cass to come with her that Batman will never let her be you know, her full potential. She'll never be Batgirl. Yep. Uh, that's stung. That's Thanks, thanks I, for I immediately
2: help. thought of you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Pete's Pete's gonna take that one personally. Mm-hmm. Um And no, I like that, and I like how she says you're not an orphan. Yep. But I still like that. I still like that's her identity. Because she doesn't want to be like her parents, right? Um and despite her parents being there, she's so disconnected from them. That's why she relates to Bruce so much, right? Um so so I like that. But I like that Shiva fights against that, like she's taking that as a slight now. Like, no, I'm, I'm right here. I'm not dead. Like, you're calling yourself orphan is upsetting to me. Uh, but Cass doesn't care. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought that was a real nice section. I like Shiva. I, I think she's a nice, I don't want to say, she's not an anti-hero. What's the villain version of an antihero? Where Were there a villain that does good things sometimes? Anti-villain?
1: Anti-hero. right? <laughs> yeah. Anti-hero an anti- is what I've heard used.
2: Yeah. No, I know, but I wouldn't put her at that, because to me an antihero is like a, Good guy that does bad things. You know, like like Punisher is an antihero, right? Like but I guess
0: I, I don't know. But she's I would put it, it,
2: Shiva on that. It's uh, kinda that like
0: uh it's kinda like something like bi monthly Matt, which can mean twice a month or every other month. Mm-hmm. I think antihero can be a character like Punisher or a character like Shiva. <laughs> right,
2: right. But so I, I like I like her in that little groove where she's not always a bad guy. Like
0: mm.
2: I, I like when Shiva shows up, I can not know what her motivations are until later. You know? Um but but here I think Hill's using her very well. Like for whatever reason if she were to join the outsiders, I would accept it. Sure at this point as almost, you know, uh trying to get revenge on on Roz for what he's
0: done with her, so yeah. Uh, and I really like the scene after that with uh, Jefferson again, but this time with Katana. And Katana's kind of calling him out that hey, you've got feelings for me. <laughs> I see the way uh, you look at me. And Jefferson, you know, plays kind of the mature card and says, you know, I don't really want to talk about this, and I don't want to pursue it. Like, you know, just leave this be. And she's like, like I know I carry my dead husband around with me on a sword, but he is dead, and like I'm, you know, I might be open to this idea. And she calls him, you know you know be, be brave you do know, have courage to actually talk to me about this and he says no I am, I am not a coward and that's you know i'm proving that by walking away uh so i think it's a really interesting dynamic in like how jefferson like w- whether or not he reviews any potential relationships like this or if it's just like it it definitely feels different to me than like when a lot of the younger characters sort of have feelings for each other and they do the romance yeah. stuff this feels kind of different to me because this, this is like you know a 40 something year old dude uh, and a woman who's you know, maybe not quite as old oh. as that, but closer to that than the, the kids. No,
2: but the, there is trauma there at him too right yeah. now. Like one of his close friends died because of him and whatnot. So it, it isn't the time to talk about it, as despite you know. Yeah, uh, I, I guess Katana what, wanting to.
0: I guess you know? what, I guess so. what I'm saying is that I, I just I like how it feels like it is of a, a different caliber of characters mm-hmm. talking about a relationship versus yeah. you know people falling for each other and suddenly being swept away by it. Uh, right, there's
2: there's subtlety here with their relationship. Like so and then I like that because that there was that issue back in November, I think it was was it the annual of those two going off on an adventure together? Uh, yeah, maybe um, an
0: annual, yeah, sounds right.
2: And I like that a lot. I like the pairing of black lightning, black lightning and katana. So if, if he's gonna continue to play with that and it's not even a will they won't they, but like they have this dynamic. I I'm here for
0: it. Yeah, uh, so that casts kind of us up. So they go to the desert. They're on pursuit. Uh, the whole team's together. They're going to this this. Uh, I'll call it the technodrome. Uh, I love this little interaction with Duke and Cass uh, as they're going into the ship. Where mm-hmm. they're basically saying they're going to support each other, like she's going to help him, like sort of hone his powers. He's going to help her, with Shiva. and Cass just kind of, <laughs> kind of makes one of those observations, those... because sometimes Cass will just say things because she doesn't have the same inhibitors that other people do. Uh, mm-hmm. She says, "You think my mother is hot." And Duke says everyone thinks your mother is <laughs> so just. Yeah. And Shiva with a smirk on her face, overhearing this is it's kind of amusing. Yeah, of but they, they go in and we find out they they find uh, the other allies of of uh, Raz. So they find Caliber and Ishmael uh, either dead or close to death. And he's left uh like a hologram message. You know, your you help me Obi Wan style of thing. Yes, I made mean, a Star Wars reference. Don't lose your shit. Uh, mm-hmm. So and Raz says this is an ancient alien, like, ship, this is something that was found, this race came to, like, dominate Earth, but they crashed and died, so he's gonna use their tech to destroy stuff. And it's funny that I made a Star Wars reference, actually, because this next part is actually a little Star wars the in that Raz kills uh, a village that is close to Shiva, where Shiva grew up, mm-hmm. and just annihilates it with his little orb that he's got in his hand, it's this tech that just lets him, it's like a doomsday device, essentially. Uh, he can just attack the entire towns, cities, villages, whatever and we see Shiva shed a tear and it's like okay this is the tech that he has now, this is how dangerous he is now and Jefferson's the one, Batman gets angry and punches the wall and Jefferson's the one who says no we have to accept this, this defeat and come back to win next time so we see Shiva get emotional, we see Jefferson play the teacher, mm. be, be the mature one I really like that and the last page is just Raz laughing maniacally because he's you know he's winning he's he's, he's, he's all powerful yeah
2: yeah so the other thing that made me think too is like if you know the outsiders geoforce is usually a you know brian of markovia mm-hmm. is a big you know member usually and the the tech that raj uses to destroy that village seems very Geo geoforcey so i'm wondering if this is going to lead to like the, those those that that species that came or that that race that that came on that ship, if they didn't oh, wind yeah. up somewhere else, and that's how they're going to introduce Brian and even Terra. Because I don't remember if Terra's still continuity when when it comes to the early Teen Titans. Oh, god,
0: I, um, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, so
2: I, so, I, so I feel like they they have they they've referenced the Judas contract, but I mean, maybe Terra's just not related to. Markovia anymore. You know? I,
0: I wonder if we'll get a reveal where like Raz has got like Geoforce, uh like in a lab somewhere, hooked up, and he's like taking his yeah. DNA and manipulating it to create his tech or yeah. something. I don't know. Uh, well,
2: and I, and I know Bendis is using Markovia for um, for Checkmate. Yeah. Right, because they became a sovereign nation, so you know through through Markovia. So yeah, I, I don't know, but it just it seemed very Geoforce-y and Terra the way that this this village got, got taken out so that uh, was yeah. worth
0: noting yeah. obviously the book was great Size, mm-hmm. you know everything all the characters look fantastic mm-hmm. uh, every page was a joy to look at deep blacks good colors as well uh, no excellent stuff um what are you give it Matt
2: uh, I'm gonna give this one a 7.5 and that was mainly for me just getting lost in the story a little bit just because it had been so long um, and, it, and it just it took me a minute to read just because I was trying to remember. What had happened before but it's still a pretty solid
0: issue Yeah, okay uh, i will give it Yeah, i'll give it the eight. i i think i really like all the character piece i mean the ending's cool and all, all the stuff in the ship with them sort of get in there that's kind of tense so that stuff's good but i think i love all of the the, the one-on-ones beforehand kind of building them taking themselves all up because that's the real team building stuff that's the stuff that's going to really linger as we have the team kind of form going forward and they feel like a unit uh, so i'm into that so yeah time for me uh so that is batman and the outsiders which will take us on to joker harley criminal sanity number four Cami garcia writing with jason uh Bedauer and miko suin on the art so yeah uh the art out. is
2: definitely different
0: <laughs> it has a
2: completely different feel to it now uh um, the
0: color art you mean
2: yes the color uh. the not that it's a bad thing, it's just it's not as jarring now. Now it seems like it's just the art that's coloured.
1: It didn't um, entirely drop the photorealistic thing. There's a couple of no. panels where uh-huh. I can really see it still trying, but for the mm-hmm. most part, uh, it, it doesn't feel quite as glaring as it did before. Yeah, uh, But the art right. is
0: typically very good in this book, though. It was a, this was another big one. Too. Reading it on the bigger yeah. screen looked really good, especially those two-page yeah. layouts. Uh really start because it fills the page a bit more, uh, it fills the screen a bit more I should say because of the, the shape, it's a bit more, uh, when there's two of them side it's, by side. Yeah, this is a wide screen
1: I think is yeah.
0: what referred to it as, and it is a bit wider. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's a bit wider, <laughs> it's not that wide really, yeah. but it's wider than an usual page. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, so we have the Joker committing more crimes, more murders, there's actually a great setup at the start on the first page, because I remember this being early on the issue, I just, I didn't remember where it was until now I've looked back, it's on the very first page yeah. of Harley walking through the street. Uh, during Christmas time, there's like a, a marionette in the window with the pose, mm-hmm. uh, the sugar plum, fairy thing. Uh, because obviously, that's going to be the big kill scene that he leaves later on in the issue. So uh, I yeah. remember it being there. I didn't remember it was the first, first page. So that's a nice touch. I like that it's there.
1: So yeah. teasing and then, and then the second page is, you know, him carrying a body, presumably, mm. and then just a rat in the foreground, which again is another big thing for later.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Delia Harley talked to, like, uh
0: firefly uh the yeah. you know? I will like I'm not sure why they let her talk to a criminal <laughs> this is this is
2: uh I mean she is, she's is a psychologist so they they're, yeah. they're going to find out but I do like what she does or she entices him with cuz she knows he's a pyromaniac yeah and she uses up a, another like a famous pyromania mm-hmm. case uh to to basically break his attention cuz he's so focused on the fire to well, tell
0: her what why was uh, really cool ladies. about this what was really nice in the setup here is that when she goes in the room, he cracks a, a, a little joke uh, where he says, "Oh, hey, I didn't realize they they started offering conjugal visits." Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, you know, talking about how oh, this attractive young woman's walked in the room. This is weird, mm-hmm. but I like the idea. That he cracks a joke about sort of you know finding her attractive uh, and sort of giving that that personality type across that misogynist kind of idea, but it's actually not her that he's attracted to. Once she starts playing nope. with the lighter, it's the lighter that's making him go, oh, oh, <laughs> that's, that's what gets Pretty him much. going. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like that little setup there, that he's trying to pretend to be more of a normal, like, pervert, basically. But then, of course, as soon as she starts w- flipping the lighter around, he's I'd like-
1: I love all the close-ups of her, just kind of uh-huh. spinning the lighter around, yeah. uh, flipping the lid open, you know. Yeah. Ah, really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you know he doesn't give her a
0: name, but he gives her enough of a description of this guy who sold the the things to the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I will admit you know, some of the details because it had been like you know because there was delays as well for this book anyway, so it had been yeah. a while since we'd read issue three. I was so remembering some of the details of what she was looking for here was a little
1: bit tough. But uh, I hope it means that there'll be less delays for at least the next few issues. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well,
2: we we have that special issue that teases at the end of this one. That's
1: the secret files, you know, the, the yeah.
2: Case, oh, yeah. case yeah. files,
0: yeah uh yeah yeah so that'll be interesting read uh but we have uh she goes to talk to the girlfriend of the teenage boy uh well the, the girl because remember the flashbacks last issue because this was kind of coming back to me as i was reading that uh the girl who was kind of friendly with the young guy who we are assuming is the joker and it seems pretty you know concrete at this point that that's uh-huh. him yeah uh that she was like getting tutored by him and like her then boyfriend sort of and we get this flashback where the joker like shows up in a suit to, to like tutor her. he shows up, like, i've got a thing after this which i'm assuming is a lie because there's nothing actually later on that implies that there was something afterwards for him to have a suit on
1: i mean to be fair if there was a thing he probably wouldn't have gone to it covered That's true. In all the shit that he was
0: yeah because they Wait, uh, uh some paint there's, there's like sort of like yeah. racks of paint and they documented he's, he's just covered and drenched uh, white paint notably, uh, I guess to sort of tease the, the visual of later. Yeah. Uh, yep. And he's, he's a shitty stepdad is like, ah, you're not going to college. You're not leaving me. I get to say, you get to go when well, I say you can go.
2: You say stepdad, but up to this point we thought it was his dad. We did, and yeah. And then he, he tells him here that he's only stuck around for so long, you know, because he made a promise to his mother when he was dying and he doesn't even know who the real father is uh, and whatnot. And I was like, man... I don't know whether to believe this guy or not, but this is some real shitty stuff to say to the kid you raised.
1: Regardless, you know, like it feels so. The whole book has told us how shitty a person he is. It's not exactly out of character.
2: No, yeah, and no, it's not that it's out of character, but just the whole "you're not even my kid," you know, like you know.
0: I think it's so shitty that I am willing to believe it. (laughs) It's kind of where I come from. Yeah,
2: maybe. Um. But, so so it sets off that, too, that um, now he's off on a, his own track. And I also like to hear that there were um, references to Bruce Wayne. If you look at one of the mm-hmm. newspapers, it's yeah, well, Bruce Wayne still uh, in Himalayas.
0: Yeah, it's upside down, but um, it is there, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then you can see the Wayne Enterprises building up in the upper skyline
1: I in Gotham even, on
2: one of those um, first pages.
1: The 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 letter that he's holding when he comes in... Yep. Uh, I don't know if that's about his, his college mm. application or whatever, right. but it has the, the Wayne logo on yeah. it.
0: Which, I mean, yeah. I think we've been talking about in the past that Batman doesn't exist in this world, or to what extent does he exist in this world, if at all. Right. Um, is it possible that Batman sort of coming out as a existing, is at the end of the story? Like, as a sort of, right. not a deus ex Machina, because I'm assuming it'll be satisfying right. on its own terms, but the idea that there is this new yeah. element introduced at the end, because that's where it is in the world. Right.
2: Which, which is what I always appreciated in, in the Nolan stuff was, you know, at the end of that first movie it Begins, uh, Gordon brings up Escalation. So these elements were there, but it wasn't until a man started dressing up like a bat that people started to escalate. Now, there's a guy wearing war paint I mean, called the Joker. You I know?
0: mean, Joker so far in this is more reserved in the sense that obviously he's wearing some of the makeup in that. But you mm-hmm. could you could sort of say that you know he's inspired to become more animated and more public right. because of the Batman right. you know at the end of this like that right. yeah so it's possible. And we know
2: Gordon Gordon's a high level he I don't think he's commissioner yet you know but, nah, but I think he he's... works with Harley so you know so if this is pre Batman Gotham I'm I'm okay with that because I've never been really about the the crazies didn't start showing up until Batman did. I, I never really liked that narrative. I like that they are concurrent. Um, um, well, but... I, I
0: like it in the sense that they, they, they get inspired, like to be more theatrical, to do more of these wacky yeah. things, to wear costumes, well, stuff I mean. like that. So, yeah. like,
2: like in, in my brain, in this is that Cobblepot's still doing, you know, organized crime stuff, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: and I think the thing here yeah. is Joker isn't doing a lot of uh, theatrical jokery things. He's doing traditional no. serial killer things. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well. This is a real-world serial killer Cause, cause,
0: Joker. Cause I didn't, not yeah. maniacal. I didn't need this to lead to Batman in some way. I was happy for this to just no. be a world where Batman never showed up, and that's kind of the point. Mm. Uh, yeah,
1: but I, I, are we thinking, like, Bruce being in the Himalayas is him doing his training?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that's a tease uh-huh. for, like, he's going to show up at the end or, or close to the end as Maybe. Batman. Yeah, uh, could be. So, that nah, could be interesting. That could be interesting. But anyway, so Joker, uh, present day, is looking for some uh, supplies. He goes to this, like... This book dealer, but he does like off the, you know, stuff yeah. in the back that no one talks about, no one knows. But, uh, he's, he's got this secret book for him. Uh, we never find out in this issue what it is, though, do we? No. 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 Uh, it's,
2: it's something bigger than what he's doing, I think.
0: Yeah. So. So, uh, so Harley goes to the guy in the bar, the big skinhead, and basically takes him down when he, he gives her cheek. Uh, but it doesn't really accomplish a whole lot.
1: I, doesn't get a whole lot of information from him, does she?
0: Yeah, I will say one of the one of the small issues we've had with this book uh, over over the course of it that, that confused me back. I think in issue two was uh, sometimes when it chooses to switch to color, and I thought it was weird here. There's a flashback to like earlier that day. that's in color Mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't know the timeline feels like no the stuff back then is in color the stuff now and it happened in issue too because there was a scene with the joker uh, what what, what, context told me was mostly present day or more or less present day but the color made it feel like this should be further back but that didn't make sense and this one's more obvious that it's definitely like just earlier that day but it's weird to me it's i mean i guess the link here is because it's the joker crime scene being found that you know, there's more Joker entering mm. the world, so therefore there's more color entering the timeline or something like that. Yeah. But
1: it is interesting how it just says it does say just earlier, so it's it very does. clear that it is you know hours ago.
0: Yeah, because this is uh, where they're there to see the the unveiling of the 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 Christmas pageant or the the sugar plum or whatever. Uh, it's also not clear if it's a performance or if they're just like you know revealing a big like display. But either way, the curtains open. And it's the mannequins actually got, like, dead body parts. So, you know, so the decor part is a real woman's dead body with, like, wooden legs and arms. R- really creepy, really sick. Uh, Garden's trying to, like, get to the front with his badge out. Uh, and, of course, they call her in and... You know, and it, then the
1: rats drop down.
0: And the rats drop down. And when Harley arrives on her bite, there's, like, a little girl saying the Sugar Plum Fairy died. <laughs> uh, so then we get the actual crime scene and them looking at it and and... Yeah, so you know, basically it's escalating. The idea that you know, he's getting more theatrical, he's doing bigger things. This was a public unveiling as opposed to just a crime scene. you know?
2: Yeah, so I, I actually do kind of like a sense of theatricality here that as people are staring at this ghastly image of a sugar plum, plum fairy, the rats from, from, you know, the Rat King from, from the Nutcracker slowly drop through that tarp. And I'm just That's like, ah, oh, man. I, if this is a Fincher movie, I can see the scene.
0: Alright, that was a fun half hour of tech issues uh, when we had to stop there because of Matt's mic. Uh, but not to worry though. Uh, so, yeah, we're just kind of wrapping up with Joker Harley. Cause the last page is after after we get the crime scene and she's talking about how everything's going to escalate now. Uh, she comes home and the end of the book. And probably one of the weirdest things with this book is that up until now, I think two out of the three issues have had last pages. I don't feel like last pages this one definitely does because this is this big cliffhanger where she comes home and joker's sitting there waiting with his file in his hand saying looking for me uh if anything it's a bit cheesy but you know i'll I'll wait and see what they do with it
2: just a tad real real quick while we're talking my my audio sounds right now right yeah you sound fine okay because i I had to switch it over because it wasn't going okay Um, (laughs) so i just wanted to make sure i did it right
0: you're good, um, you're good. Yeah. Uh, Yes, uh, we tried to, uh, just to give people a, a, a bit of insight here as to what we were doing. We were trying to d- do some new things with the audio where everyone's recording their audio locally. Me and would did it for a f- couple of things that we've been doing. Uh, it was all going well, Matt was recording his audio just fine, but when he's did that, that thing that it does, that you've all heard before, yeah. and he had to reset it, uh, it corrupted his audio fail. So the audio will not be new this week, it'll be the same audio you've always had, but next week you're going to get Everyone's audio recorded trust. locally, and everything shouts should sound but, better barring any
1: mid-recording disasters next week. Yes, but right. I'm, but
2: now I've I swapped around my mic input, so hopefully it doesn't do that anymore.
1: Yeah, and even and if, I can
2: just set it and forget it.
1: Yeah, and even if it does,
0: we he now knows what he ha- the order of things he has to do and to yeah, not yeah, avoid yeah. that problem. So yeah. we should be good. But anyway, Joker Harley, <laughs> this was enjoyable. I'm digging the the mood and the art and whatnot.
1: Yeah, it was still real good. Um, it, it was nice to to get right back into some good comics.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what are you giving it, Matt? Uh, I'll,
2: I'll give this a, a solid. I'll give it
1: a 7.5. Connor? Uh, I'm going to be a little bit more generous, so I'm going to give it an 8, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, Connor being more enthusiastic. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm happy to. I feel like I'll give it a 7.5 as well. and I, I think the reason why this one is feeling that way maybe a little bit, it, it may just be the gap. It may be the gap and me not necessarily remembering some stuff that made a couple of sections a little bit tough to sort of get to the... the, the get on even footing with the book, where I'm, I'm having to sort of sit but, there and uh, think about it. What
1: Matt was talking about earlier with uh, Batman the
0: Outsiders, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Holy crap, the realism in that, that variant that's uh, by uh, Make Me Hear You. Yeah,
1: that read. is... Uh... Impressive, and also I'm glad it's there because these didn't ship through diamonds, so our usual way of looking at varying covers is not there right now.
0: That's true, yeah. Diamonds, I've got the things up. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that is uh, all the new books, but before we get to the, the end section, we do have a couple of other little sections that, at least for, I think for the while, will be regular fixtures, and maybe they'll stick around if people like them. Uh, and we keep reading them. It'll be kind of casual, but uh, first up is a digital first kind of roundup section. Just sort of talk about everything we've been reading digital first wise, because especially right now they're putting out all the they're reprinting all the giant stuff uh, as digital mm-hmm. firsts, which it means they're not really digital first, but uh, it's a bit of a misnomer. But yeah.
1: it's it's new content for the vast majority of people.
0: Yeah, technicalies, technicalies. So this is uh, so we've got a bunch of here, but none of us are reading all of them. I will think because there's a couple that just aren't no. unappealing. Uh, I, I'm reading I, four of them. Yeah, I've read two of them. Because uh, I hadn't read any last week. Uh, in the last week, I read the first two Swamp Thing issues and the first three Flash issues. Because Flash 3 mm-hmm. came out like yesterday. That's not the newest thing. Yes, uh,
1: Yeah. Flash Friday.
0: Flash Friday, there you go. Well, the Saturdays maybe, out, but I, I wasn't reading Saturdays.
1: <laughs> no, that's Saturday morning cartoons.
0: There you go. That makes sense. Uh, so i'll start with what was it? uh, uh there's not with swamp thing swamp thing is okay i, I don't love swamp thing um
1: oh, I, think... I love Swamp Thing. yeah i think me and my life yeah.
0: yeah i i think it's uh just okay um i wasn't getting the praise that you, you were keeping on it last time oh, which is no, why i read it
2: I, yeah <laughs> i i loved it and then the second issue uh it's another one of these self-contained which i feel a lot of these are doing um that's greater... the
1: only one that feels more ongoing out of the ones that I'm reading.
2: Yeah. Um, and so this, it feels like there's an ongoing nature to the whole Sunderland thing. But this, the second issue was about Swamp Thing's relationship with the family that lives in the bayou and the, their grandfather. And basically, he had said, you know, when he dies, he doesn't want them to be sad. He wants them to be sad for a minute, but then have a laugh. And basically, he goes missing. The family and Swamp Thing go looking for him, and he ended up having a heart attack while fishing. But yeah,
1: They thought it was hysterical.
2: Right. Well, it wasn't just that; is They accidentally hit him with the boat, and Swamp Thing has to assure them that, no, hitting him with the boat, he, he was already dead. And then they have a laugh, and it's basically exactly what he wanted. But then at the end, you find out that the, the grandson works for Sunderland and now has a bead on Swamp Thing. So... Um, Again, it just it bounces what I love about Swamp Thing is that yes, he is this monster, but there's still a humanity to him and the fact that he's so close with this family. I'm sure we'll see them show back up.
1: There's a there's a lot in this Swamp Thing in these just these two issues so far about his, his relationship between life and death and how yep. I think it was in the first one where he wasn't you know, they, they were eating plants and they are like, Oh yeah, I hope you're not offended by this. And he's like Oh, yeah. You know, That's things, se- things, was that this one? That's the second one, yeah. Everything eat. eats,
2: everything yeah. dies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. But I, I really like it, so I don't, I don't yeah, know. Plus, plus the art, uh, I think, is really well balanced. It's not too horror-specific, but it's
1: just enough. I think it stands out in those horror-inspired moments, and there's a lot mm-hmm. more of those in the first issue. Uh, the yep. second issue didn't narratively lend itself yeah. to those and so I appreciate they weren't trying to force them into the art um, yeah. so I think the art feels more subdued in the second issue but uh, it, it feels really natural
0: yep yeah I'm not really quite getting the praise honestly it feels it feels like I don't know I, 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 get, I don't really get the feeling that the, the book so far is really saying much I don't know I I and there's moments that didn't quite work for me there's the whole moment where they hit the dead dad with a bow and then afterwards start laughing the laugh itself, I got the point of, but like right after the laugh, when they're talking about, oh, he would have found this hilarious. This is just how he lived. know uh, yeah, I'm glad he gave us one last laugh. I'm like, that feels weird to be jumping to that that beat in your kind of your your grieving,
1: like I think seconds it's afterwards. It's, it's the relief that they didn't kill him. Uh, when, yeah. So that's why you, you you laugh there. Um, it's it's coping with that. And two, I think you know he. About how you know he he was going soon anyway. I think they were very well prepared for this. Um. I,
0: I guess I mean the whole thing just kind of feels, I don't know, because it introduces the idea that he's probably dying soon, and then this happens like a few pages later, and I I think the dark humor of hitting him with the boat and worrying that they might have killed him, just didn't click with me with the tone of the actual like moment afterwards with their the reaction to it. Uh, it didn't. I just I didn't feel right to me. It took me out of the book and I, I sort of went. I don't really feel this right it doesn't feel correct to me uh i kind of get what it's going for but i just it didn't it didn't nail the weird like mixing of those two things to me uh, see
2: i thought it, just from what we know is going on with the with the sunderland company thought maybe they had something to do with it right they're gonna try to make it look like something things yeah, more guess. sinister right so the fact that you no know, he just he he died of natural causes in that he lived as he, you know, as he would have up to the last moment that they honor him. Um but no, we have some cool pig monsters that they're using to hunt. Swamp yeah, thing uh, also.
0: Yeah, Tokar and Razor. Yeah, basically. <laughs>
2: oh, well, Razor well, I mean No, Tokar and Razor were a snapping turtle and a wolf.
0: The the point was though, is that's what they reminded me of it reminded me of mutants from Teenage Mutant oh, sure. the Turtles that the villains yeah. make to fight the turtles. Yep. That's what and that's so, the vibe to give me.
2: I I still really enjoy it. It's still my favorite of the of the series, so, so what I think it is? it feels
0: it feels closer to like a soul swamp thing, which I didn't like. Uh,
2: it could be, which I uh, love, which is why I'm <laughs> being
0: that aside I, to it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's not, and I, I like the idea that he's, he's got people in town that he's he's close with who will treat him like a friend. Like I'm all I'm all for people being friendly with the monster, uh, but oh, something about the whole because the first issue especially, uh, I, I like the second one play a little bit more because it felt like it was doing something. At least the, the first one, I felt like, just sort of Swamp Thing 101, he's after people at Sunderland. I, mean,
1: I think that's pretty much what it is by intention. This is clearly an early day Swamp Thing because they don't even, they kind of basically name him in these issues. Um, the, the, what the, the town's him, like Mr. Swamp or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very much early days, and I think this is again, remember where this was written for. This was written for those Walmart giants that were to people who have probably never read a comic before. This is kind of a basic introduction.
0: Well, that's fair to a point, but you know, the, the, sometimes the execution can elevate it to where even if you are familiar with these characters, you still enjoy the the, the new take on the the early story. I mean, I think it's say me and Matt both did. And well, I, I didn't. I, I think I'm going to read issue three. Um, I, I think it's it's okay. It's it's very in the middle for me. Uh, that's what I, I read both issues because I bought them together. I didn't I didn't buy one and then try it. I I bought both, so I read both. Yeah. But. Uh, I,
2: I, really, I really like it. I mean, it, it's a lot saying that Superman is my least favourite of the three that I'm meeting, and that Superman is still really enjoyable. Um,
1: yeah, that's yeah. actually my least favourite of the four as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I just... Um, I mean, I, I get the context of what it is, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to like like it anymore because I give it that that caveat. Like, no, it's still working for me, it's still working for me, it'll work for other people, but uh, it's not as moody as I like my swamp thing. It's not as... It doesn't have that...
2: Uh, and say I think that's the thing. I didn't enjoy Snyder's as much. I think it dwells too much in the horror.
0: And well, I'm thinking I, more more than Snyder, but sure.
1: Well, say I haven't read any of that. I you know? did not enjoy uh, what I read of, of more of Swamp
0: thing. We've had this debate on Swamp Thing before, though. I just, I don't like the Swamp Thing you guys like. Um, right. I like more classic horror-focused Swamp Thing, where it feels like... I don't quite say I love crafting, because that's not quite the right term, but the, the way like the people have a relationship with, with him, it feels kind of ethereal because of what he is and what he's connected to. Whereas I feel like here it feels, uh, I don't know. I just a lot more, everything just feels easier, I guess. I I
1: really like this take on something where it's a lot more balanced where he is, uh, you know, he is this protector of, of the earth uh, and he's very much in tune with those. That's why, you know, this, this life cycle is, is such a, you know, uh, an obvious and important part for this Swamp thing, and it, it's it's kind of this, this core tenant of, of how he operates.
0: I think the big thing for me is the lack of atmosphere, which I felt none of. In oh, I thought dishes. it was the first
1: one, definitely. Especially
2: no, if I, I, don't like I like the swamp. The, the whole bayou. It feels grimy. and yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's very
1: a different sort of feel. But, it usually
2: uh,
0: does. So I don't think it feels it, feels it here, but I mean...
2: Yeah. But anyways, I like it, and then um, do you want us to talk about Superman, or do you want to talk about Flash next?
0: i'll I'll, I'll take one off you guys talk about yeah uh so
2: this was uh vendetti's toy man issue yes um and it's building more of the narrative of lex luther's behind the scenes so like what connor was saying about that felt like early swamp thing this definitely feels like early superman because it's lois and clark in their relationship the running joke still of him just leaving his clothes behind yeah there's a
1: great bit where um I don't, I, think, I don't know if it was in the second or third issue. Again, these mm-hmm. are uh, blurring together in me recently because uh-huh. I've kind of read them all in one sort of main go. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, it's where she's uh, they're on the top of the roof and he goes off to deal with the problem and he leaves his jacket behind with her. And then uh, like Perry and Jimmy come up and it, it, but before they come up, she's like, "Oh, thanks for leaving the jacket. I'll save this." Mm-hmm. And then Perry and Jimmy come up and and she has to just throw it over <laughs> before they see it. We're like never mind. Mm-hmm. It's a it's, uh, quite an amusing beat.
2: Yeah, and on, on this one, they're, they're eating when the Toy Man... So, basically, Toy Man gets... Uh, he, they have the shot toy stores all over the the city, and then there was a bunch of, of basically broken toys or defections that led to Luther being able to come in and, and take it out, you know, take over the company, and so Shot's going to have his revenge, yep. and he, he has a bunch of toys come alive and start endangering the city, and then And one final act shots into his final revenge and all the robots that are the storefronts are actually robots (laughs) and they come and start attacking that they're basically going to start going after Lex. So Superman has to pop in and and try to talk shot down, but at the same time understands where he's coming from because it seems like there was a bit of tampering so Lex could take over. And towards the end we get, I think it's Superman talking to Lex or it's Clark talking to Lex that – Clark goes to, you know, kind of interview him on what had yeah. happened. Lex kind of reveals that, yeah, he he did tamper because he wasn't after the uh, technology that make the toys work. It's the technology under the technology that he can weaponize.
1: Yeah, um, and, and that is basically the end of it, is Lex good, good, finally, I've got something useful out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, got, got new weapons to play with and sell.
2: Right, and because of, of shot doing this, the company's completely gone. It is Lex Luthor's company now. Yeah. It's all of his. So, uh, but no, it's got a lot of fun stuff. It's uh, the um, Pelletier draws a really good Clark versus Superman, where I do feel like they're different people. Mm. Like they look similar, but like as soon as the glasses and tie come off, he's a different person. And I think that's a skill that a lot you don't see too much in comics anymore. You know, um, when it comes to Superman, it's a lost uh, art. Yeah, and I think Pelletier nails it when he runs off the first time, and now he's Superman, and he's saving the kids from these rogue toys. So um, the art's real good, the story, but the story, it all, it's, it's all uh, very
1: it's modern fun. Silver age you
2: know. Yeah,
1: like, it, it's fun, and I think it's, it's interesting that we're talking about how these are kind of introductions to these characters for a mm-hmm. lot of people. That's the intention, and they act as early days for a lot of them. Uh, it's it's a really refreshing take to have early days Superman already being with Lois and you know, and mm-hmm. her being in the notes. You kind of skip over that whole period and just have yeah. them as in a cool. relationship and have to do, you know, okay, this is kind of Toyman for the first time and Lex yeah. is not really the big bad yet.
2: The one thing I do appreciate about those those movies, the recent ones, is that Lois does put together kind of on her own that that who sure. Superman is because she is an investigative reporter. She has won Pulitzer's and whatnot so it never you know always it never sat well with me that it took forever for her to figure it out like even if they just write in that she kind of always knew it it just makes more sense but i, I, I do,
0: like writers just had fun with it because they, they loved having her not know and playing yeah. with that yeah
2: of course and, and over the 80 plus years like of, of course but they got the chance now, yeah <laughs> yeah but, but now it's i like it more that that you know it is early. She can go on these adventures. She she lets him know because she knows that he can hear her. She goes, I got your coat. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah but it's very in a in a very put upon wife way. You know, mm. um, almost sitcom But but yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, it's it's a nice,
1: comfortable it's Superman a really enjoyable read, and the value. Mm. I mean, this, this yeah. obviously they're all a dollar. And mm-hmm. this one was longer than the others. This one was about twenty-five pages. I think the count on Comixology is so. This is mm-hmm. actually longer than a standard, you know, issue that you you're paying four dollars for. Yeah. So at that price point, it's hard to really complain yeah. at, at what it is. Uh, if yeah. if you're looking for just you know some lighthearted Superman to read, or, or in my case, Superman to read, um, yeah. yeah, this is a this is a great option.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll jump into the Flash then. Uh, I actually have no idea what eddies are called because they all have like subtitles. Uh, uh, that's, yeah. that's, Flash
1: is fastest man alive, uh, yeah. two man is man of steel, no man of tomorrow. Sorry, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. swamp thing. Oh god, I'm here uh,
0: New Roots, new roots, yes. I'll take your word for it. Uh, so flat. I actually read three issues of this today, right? This was like sort of mm-hmm. you know, I-, I had a couple of books to read, of course, for the show and I'd bought one and two earlier, so I read one and two back to back, and then liked it enough to buy issue three. So I like this more than Swamp thing, for sure. This is Gail Simone. This is uh, my favourite of the bunch. Um, I think, you know, it's doing the early story, it's doing, you know, Barry's still just courting Iris, uh, although she, they're close enough that she was willing to go on a, a cruise with him in that first issue. Uh, yeah. Favourite thing about that, though, was King Shark referring, just constantly yelling out, I'm a shark! I'm
1: a shark! Yeah. I, I, I think I was tweeting yeah. to Matt like when that when uh-huh. I read that. I read that about three in the morning, laying in bed, and I laughed out loud. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to wake Paige up. It was, but it just, it caught me off guard. And it was so funny.
0: I'm a shark. It's doing it's own thing, though, uh, with because uh, the, the whole thing, this is much more serialized where it's building up, at least from issue two onwards, it's building up to thawn uh, because this, this assassin from the 25th century comes back in time mm-hmm. to kill Barry just so that there's no speedsters because if there's no Flash to inspire Eobard Thawne, then Eobard Thawne won't do his thing.
1: He's, he's like a dictator in the future, by the sounds of right. it. Yeah,
0: which is different from normal. Uh, yeah, but... this, is a,
1: this is a very different take on Flash, but it's still kind of recognizable. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, my only complaint
0: about this book so far, having now read, because you know, the two was the one with this assassin, but ultimately C.E.I.A.I. and Barry says he'll try and stop whatever's going to happen. And the third issue is the the science bro team up with uh, the Atom, which turned out to be Ryan Choi, which I was not expecting actually. Uh, well, the
2: fact that it's Gale and Gale loves Ryan, yeah, it does. Yeah, it makes, makes
0: sense. T- so obviously a lot of Spielberg references. In fact, there was a Spielberg reference in the first issue as well uh, with Jaws, uh, but. Mm-hmm. Um, my only complaint is, is that sometimes the way it plays with narrative structure is a bit weird. Uh, like there's a couple of times where it'll do a flashback and then cut back again further back and then come back to present day, and it's mm. just, it's a little bit. I, I don't know. It's on your toes. Doesn't it's it? a, it's just it's not elegant. I guess is the what I'm trying to say is that it feels a little bit clunky the way. It's it's a small complaint because ultimately all the scenes that it's given me are enjoyable and all the beats that it's given me I like. But mm-hmm. uh, there there's definitely at least two issues out of the three i have had moments where it'll be like something from present day or something from the future then it'll go back and then it'll go back to present day but then it'll go back but not f- as far back as the, f- the previous flashback and it'll and it's not like it'll do it in a way where it's like just these quick one-page flashbacks like the last issue with ryan Choi, we spend like half the issue with this big fight and then it goes back to the date he was having with iris and then ryan troy would show up and then all of, mm-hmm. it's and they're having fun with it they're having fun with the idea that he thinks he's going to have to make an excuse to run away from iris during the date but then iris says no i need to cover this because i'm a reporter and she runs off first it's like, and he's mm-hmm. like oh huh, that's easy yeah, that was easy there you go uh so barry's got off to the future to try and deal with thaw and thinking it'll never be able to come back so it leaves it in a pretty dramatic cliffhanger uh this this last issue yeah,
1: I'm, I'm really into the this this one um Art's been really solid as well. There's the occasional, like, face close-up, which feels a bit photorealistic. uh, That's just out of place with the more cartoony style.
0: Yeah, they are. It's not my favourite. I I think uh, Barry, or The Flash himself, they go for this kind of, like, skinny, lanky head sometimes that I'm not, like, in love Mm -hmm. with. Like, it's all right. If it's the style of what they're doing overall, it's it's consistent in that sense, but uh, it's not my favourite style of, like...
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, just, Clay and Henry doing the art for these. And, yeah. uh, but I'm, I'm into it. It feels fun.
0: It's just not my taste more than anything. But, uh, no, I mean, I've enjoyed the three issues I read uh, of this.
2: And I, I got Barry and, and Ryan Choi bonding over dinosaur morphology. Yes, you, you did. Know? Of course, so that's the most I'm, mad thing
0: ever. It really I,
2: is. I loved it.
0: I will say, my favorite of the three is probably the second issue for whatever reason. I, I, I don't know why, but for some reason, that felt tighter. I loved the introduction of the assassin from the future.
1: I agree uh, I think the second issue is the best of the three so far but I mean all along of them pretty damn good
0: yeah all right what's the fourth one that you guys have been reading uh,
1: I've been reading the Wonder Woman uh, oh. Agent of ah, Peace as it's called this is the um, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti one uh, and the first like two issues are like team ups to various people so the first issue is a, a Harley Quinn team up and it feels very much like it could be a sequel to their run like this could have been how they did like they did a, a Harley and Power Girl mini spinoff like this could have been a Harley and Wonder Woman spinoff quite easily um it's pretty enjoyable for those reasons um it it left me concerned at the end that am I just enjoying this because I like this Harley and their their interaction and Wonder Woman being you know such the straight man against Harley um Harley you know pulling out a rocket launcher and Wonder Woman being like no 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 we're not going to blow on I'm not going to use it it's just a threat and then like three panels later shooting the rocket launcher at people and Wonder Woman being like damn it Harley uh Yeah, a lot of fun things like that. Uh, But but I was worried that, okay, is this going to hold up after they lose that element, which makes it feel more like their their stuff I've read before. Um, But then the second issue is kind of a Lois team-up issue. Uh, Basically, um, Lois is on a a, a helicopter or a plane that that crashes in the mountains. And uh, a Wonder Woman gets asked if she can go and rescue her because Clark's off-planet. So they get the message to her, or she sees it on TV. She's like right, I'm gonna go and you know help out. Uh, and and Lois is obviously managing; she's pretty capable. Uh, and it's kind of these two sides of the story is going on. Uh, good stuff. And then the third issue is when Norman in Guerrilla City kind of dealing with a crime that she may have inadvertently caused. Uh, like there, there, there was like a whole thing. Where the gorillas are like, this is your fault, you need to deal with this. She's like, I didn't do anything. I save people. Like, and they're like, Yeah, but yeah, but when you did that, you didn't think about the consequences and it's this knock-on effect. Um, it's probably my least favorite issue of the three. Um, but it still has some really interesting stuff. Again, with uh it involves like Wonder Woman making these decisions, this one. Uh like, you know, the, the gorillas just want to take out the, the enemy and, and you know, kill it and be like, right, problem solved. And Wonder Woman wants a better solution than that. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Um, I'm not sure what the the fourth one's going to be, if it's going to be another like unique kind of team up, because this is very much the third one slightly breaks the mold in that sense, but it feels very much, oh no, this is Gorilla Sea, but that's what we're, do- we're doing with Gorillas this issue. So it kind of feels in line with it. Um, Art's been really solid on all of these issues. Uh, uh, honestly, this started out with being like, okay, cool, it'll be just this kind of team up book, and then it's become. Uh, probably my second favorite now. Uh, it's it's up there with, with Swamp Thing. It's kind of either or depending on the issue. I'll I'll wait until Swamp Thing has its third issue to be really fair and decide.
0: Mm-hmm. But I'm, it's it's not as good as Flash. I'm just going to make Matt a bit bigger because he looks really small because he slouches down. So I'm just going to sh- stretch out the video a bit to make him look like he's not a ten year old with a but, beard
1: honestly uh, i would i would recommend the, the one-on-one if you're in if that sounds appealing to you especially again at the price point you can get all three for, for like three dollars and there's a good amount of content I mean, in
0: there. the creative team makes me run in the old direction for me but
1: <laughs> that's fair i yeah uh, i think what i will say is if you don't like oh you don't want to read the harley you can jump in at the second issue because there is like no connective tissue between them this is very standalone adventure uh, so if you want to read the, just the, the lowest issue um, you could jump in and do that no problem yeah if you want a bit
0: of extra DC stuff right now because there's only so many books coming out uh, maybe worth the idea and you can join in our, our digital discussion uh, section um, I, I, I actually just saw something from yesterday that I wanted to just point out because it, not that I think it's leading to anything but it's just something notable in terms of relationships and maybe the effect of Didio not being there anymore is that Mark Wade was on DC's Daily like show? Oh no! Like yesterday, and that would not have happened when Didio was still there. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know because the Daily is that's part of the DC universe thing that's very I mean, removed from actual editorial and anything that's going on in the comics.
0: I mean that's true,
1: but I'm just saying Wade's issue with DC was largely Didio, so i mean it's true and maybe there's something to it but i don't know it feels so disconnected uh, for that that i'm not sure it i really just want to point out stop being a downer right i just want to point it out and say hey yeah, i'm being realistic
0: have hope in your hearts i'm not saying expect something i'm saying have hope in your hearts there's a difference uh <laughs> all right uh so <laughs> we'll go to elsewhere in the multiverse. Uh, this could be DC stuff as well. I mean, if you've read old DC stuff, which I, I know Matt uh, has been. Uh, I'll, I'll jump in with uh, what I've been reading. I've been continuing Immortal Hulk, and uh, I am, my next issue is 29, I think. So uh, I'm past the point that everyone kept raving about uh, where it all so changes good. up. Which, honestly, I kind of wish people didn't like i feel like i went into issue 25 good oh this is the one that changes everything and i read it and went yeah that was weird but like i'm not like feeling anything
2: changing everything just it's it's i don't want to say it changes narrative like because it doesn't but it lets you know this is not exactly what you thought it was uh, yeah
1: it, ch- it takes uh, new direct like no i, 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 I like- just pulled up this week so i read 33 mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. i'm like oh boy the stuff we're doing now no. yeah but so you're up through zemnu right
0: yep right I liked it, right? But the way Connor kept typing up it is, oh, you don't even know what it's about yet until you get to 25. It put this weird weight on it. I still
1: stand by that statement. that The the book, in in terms of what the book is about and and the way it's what it's doing going forward completely changes after that issue. The issues after don't feel any different. They do after another couple, like in terms of once it starts to what it is, it it really feeds in from that.
0: The issues I've read after twenty-five so far, like, and I think what's funny about Mortal Hulk is every so often it does have a kind of like a a mediocre issue, right? There was a mediocre issue, maybe right after that that one. It was when Ryan Choi comes to see him, and I remember just feeling kind of down in that one and feeling it wasn't terrible, but it was like ah, it doesn't have the same feeling to it than that a lot of the other issues have. And then like immediately the issue after, maybe two after that, it's the one with the security guard who's like, he's like a conservative and his daughter's a bit more of a wild card. Um, Mm -hmm. And that issue was fantastic. It's like every time it has an issue where I'm like, oh, I wasn't feeling that one as much as the rest. It'll sort of hit back with like a a stellar one like right after. So it does have dips, but like it, it doesn't dip for long whenever it does. Uh and issue 25 was weird. It, it was weird. <laughs> it, it's it's doing this other world of stuff. It you it, it almost feels like David Lynch stepped in to you know direct yeah. where it's going. Uh very odd. Uh but I'm definitely intrigued, I'm still into it. Uh so yeah, I, I've got uh issue I got the last two issues of the, the sixth trade and then I have to make the choice to either switch to singles or wait for trades and I I don't know what I'm going to do. So we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. But, we'll get an
1: update next yeah. week on that, I assume.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll lately... I mean, yes, I'll, I'll have made my choice one way or the other by next week. So, uh, what have uh, you been I... reading, Matt?
2: So, I, I finished uh, All-New Wolverine, uh, and that was fantastic. Um, although, I did have to go on a side quest to figure out what the hell's going on with Dakin. Because the last time I had read him, he had a, a a piece of the Masamura blade in his claw, and he was trying to kill Wolverine, and I... that's. The last time i read that well the beautiful so thing
0: for me matt when i read it is that i had never read anything with deacon and i don't think yeah. so i just didn't think about it
2: <laughs> L- lucky you um, <laughs> that was nice yeah so i had to start wicking things and crossing doing this and the other and i, and I realized he kind of is the worst jason todd of the wolverine family right like that's a fair comparison right so
0: i but the I, fact did, that, I, I dislike him in a very similar way actually now i think about yeah. it
2: mm-hmm. yeah because I, I i feel like used properly like Jason in Unkillables, I don't mind him as much. Um, and even even the joke of, so he gets a, his arm removed by these orphans of X that are that are rising up. And they're basically people that have felt like they've been victimized by the X-Men, but more importantly, Wolverine and, and his, you know, you know, like Sabretooth and those type, the more animalistic uh, X-Men and X-Men foes. Uh, and they're basically rising up to, to stop them. And um, they, they cut off Dakin's arm, and they go to, the, the, to Muramasa, who, who created the blade, which uses Wolverine's soul. It can, it can, Basically, it's a sword that, that renders their healing factor inert. So basically, if you kill him with a, a killing blow, that, that's it. There's no coming back from it. Um, but they go there, and, and they make Dakin meditate in, in order to grow his arm back, and it grows back with the tattoo... To where he, Tom Taylor, I don't know if this was a mistake in, in the art or whatever, and he just let it ride. But he has, I think it's either Gabby or Laura go, oh, so like you just have a tattoo artist on, on Retainer, don't you? Like, just always. And I thought that was really funny. That's the type of Tom Taylor stuff <laughs> that I'm there for. Um, but no, and then I got up to, I had heard from other people that the old woman Laura stuff wasn't as good. And I, I think I disagree. Um, I thought it was really good. I I can tell where I felt this was supposed to be the next arc, and he knew that you know Taylor knew that things are changing, so he just he moved it up to a future story. But there are threads there that that pay off. The stuff with Madripoor, the stuff with the relationships with some of the other women in the the X universe or the Marvel universe that that show up through there. The stuff with Doom, and I just I thought it was all really really well handled, and Gabby. And her becoming Wolverine in the future, it's just it's all really really good. So, uh, and then I, I put up on on Twitter and said, you know, I'm kind of missing DC. So should I read Tom King's Omega Men because they just released a, a new deluxe of that, or should I, uh, or should I continue with X twenty three, and of course Connor's like, oh go go with X twenty three, right? Everyone else that replied said to go to Omega Men. So I started Omega Men and. Now I wish that I didn't. <laughs> um, it's, it is basically, ta- despite despite it being some of his first work by himself, it is basically Tom King, The Greatest Hits. It has the, the three-by-three, nine-panel grid for a lot of it. There's a lot. Someone, I think it was Talking Superman, that said it was Sheriff of Babylon meets um, meets Mr. Miracle but it doesn't have the charm of either. Like,
1: I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's- What it feels like to me is, it's these are all the ideas Tom King ever wants to Mm -hmm. play with all at once. And then every subsequent project, like Mr. Miracle, for Mm -hmm. example, or or whatever, or, you know, Strange Adventures, even Mm -hmm. even Heroes in Crisis to a degree is an element of that narrative that he did in Omega Men and just focused on that, usually for a, you know, positive reaction. Right, and so if this is a starting point, that's great. I wish
2: I would have picked up Vision instead, because I hear more people rave about Vision than Omega Men, and I really, outside of Kyle Rayner and the Green Lantern Corps, I don't have any interest in the Omega Men. Like they showed up in in Supergirl for for a minute,
0: uh, and that was that no, was Green Lanterns. Think you're thinking of?
2: No, they they were in. I remember when she went and she fought the Citadel.
0: Oh, maybe right. But it was definitely there were they, had, they were well. in Green Lanterns as well. they
2: were in Green Lanterns as well. Okay. Um. So outside of that, I didn't have much, and I just, I think I might just save it till a later date at this point. And you know, um, yeah, because it's kind of rough. Um, I don't really connect to any of these characters half the time. I don't know what's going on because I feel like they're. You should kind of know what the Citadel is, and like I had to do a little bit of research the other night. To find out what exactly the hell is going on. Which, which you don't really want to do. Like It's one thing to, to go and find out what the hell has been going on with Dakin. And his relationship to Laura. Because that's a pretty key piece of, of that story arc. In All New Wolverine. It's another to be like... Okay, why are they fighting the Citadel? Why are they terrorists? Why did they kill why, Kyle Why Reiner?
1: does this book exist?
2: Yeah. And like again, I really like Tom King. He's written one of my favorite Green Lantern stories. I love... Mr. Miracle, I like most of Batman, but it is like, okay, he's very interested in the power dynamic between, you know, big, shadowy groups and the smaller people and the balance of that. So I can kind of see where the Sheriff of Babylon stuff bleeds into this because of what, you know, he experienced working for the CIA over there. But at the same time, I'm like, why is Kyle Rayner here? Like... You know, like I don't know. Yeah. But then I got to another piece where they told him that he needs to believe in something outside of himself, and he recites the Green Lantern oath. And instead of you know, and then on you know, blood from him because spoiler alert, they didn't actually kill him. They made him look like he was dead, and they want him basically as a to see what's going on in the sector, even though the Green Lanterns don't have any, you know, um, what is it? They, they don't operate their jurisdiction. jurisdiction. They still want an outside person to see what's going on. And he ends up with his blood uh, drawing from the Omega symbol, the Green Lantern symbol. And I thought, OK, well, this is really cool. But now it's taking me two and a half issues to get here. And now I have another 10. And it's like, mm.
1: I just know. found it. I, I, I read through all of it for whatever yeah. reason at the time. It was, it was at that tail end of the New 52 where there wasn't a lot of other yeah. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I just found it thoroughly unengaging. Yeah, that's
2: it. And I feel like I'm reading it as homework and I don't like it. So I might try to read issue three, which I fell asleep reading last night. Um, But yeah, I I just, I I can't recommend it. And if you like it, cool. I don't want to be told that I'm wrong because we have different tastes. I just, and I don't know if it's also a knock on effect from the stuff I was reading from Marvel is a lot lighter and a lot more fun. Like, yeah, you know, I keep calling X-23 because that's what I'm getting ready to read and I'm excited to read that. Um, but the stuff with Laura and I just it emotionally resonates, and even the stuff with Kate Bishop, um, it's just it's a lot of fun. And John I mean, Agarman's not fun, you know. It's very dreary and real worldy, and I don't,
1: I don't know. I think it's fun weird. is an unfor- unforgiven factor sometimes in comics, yeah. where people just kind of go, yeah, but sometimes just the fun book is the best one.
2: Like, in, in the old woman Laura story arc, when, when Captain Marvel and Kate Bishop show up to help her as, like, her backup to get into area, I got stupidly excited. Um, and those are weirdly two characters that I read written by Kelly Thompson, right, that now I have a track record with. Uh, and, and yeah, so I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if I just have a predisposition to want, like, these are characters I hook onto and that's all I care about, Right or what, but yeah, man, I wish I was enjoying Omega Man more.
0: I haven't read Omega Man, so I can't comment on it. I will say as far as, the you know, sometimes the fun book's the best book, I mean, it just depends on who's writing that, because fun still has to be well-written,
1: and... Uh, Sure, I I just... I'm not... I'm not diminishing that factor.
2: Yeah, but, like, compare, like, Suicide Squad, when it's fun written by Tom Taylor, and he's introducing these new characters,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you're like, yeah, I'm all about it, but the previous Suicide Squad that was being written... I was not going to try whatsoever. Even
1: no. Suicide Squad bits that I like, like yeah, when uh, Alice Cart did a little bit of, of, a, mm-hmm. of a run, um, I really liked that. It was really solid. Fun is not the word you could use to describe that story, uh, not at all. Uh, but you know, I, I would, I, I'd take a a a fun version of the equivalent writing skill. Uh, I would probably take the fun version over the the dreary, edgy version. Nine times yeah. out of ten. Well,
0: yeah. if, if the dreary edgy version is well written, then I mean, I, I, said, uh,
1: see, I with think equivalent skill,
2: yeah. But see, and I also feel like I would consider Charles Soule's swamp thing fun, I would more too. than anything. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's that's, then, that's that's a good example of where I think the fun doesn't work for it in the same way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but and that's,
2: again, it, again uh, and it comes down to taste. Wh-
0: what I'm trying to say, though, is that I don't prefer one over the other. I'm saying that I, I think the idea of, like, I would always take the fun example, assuming the writing's equivalent, over the non-fun one, in, in the sense, I think it's almost a ridiculous statement, because you have to have room for both, otherwise neither one has any meaning anymore.
2: Okay. What, what would you consider green, green Arrow Year One, which is one of my favorite stories of all time? Is that fun or is that more gritty I,
0: I storytelling? Would, I would lean more towards the gritty of, of the two. Not that it's like a yes or no question. It's more. It's a scale. No, <laughs> I know,
2: but what, yeah. what do you see it
0: as? I, I would say that's less fun. That that book. Yeah, I would
2: say it's. I say it's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> I would say that's less yeah. fun. Yeah, Tom Taylor stuff does tend to feel really fun, uh-huh. but it's really well orchestrated fun, which is why it well, works.
2: Right, but then he also he. I just I feel he's the type of writer that I really like because. Whatever he writes, there's a sense to it. Like, Injustice is not fun. No. But, but there is a, a sense to what I've read of it that he understands what makes these characters tick. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's and how, it might get fun. It's how
0: right? he, he incorporates the characters and their histories and how they play off of each other right. that makes a lot of the fun actually work as fun. But it feels layered. And this is the, the problem right. is that sometimes people say, oh, just have fun. Well, or, you know, but it doesn't have to be comics and movies. This gets brought up all the time. Well, right. oh, just shut your brain off and have fun. No good fun is still smart it, yeah. Dumb you know, fun does not equal dumb
1: well,
2: I do also love the fast movies and I love them because they are so dumb but they I mean, know that they're dumb you know yeah, what there, I
1: mean? There's, there's room for both we, we yeah. oh, talked there, about there. this in quarantine the, the the recent Charlie's Angels movies that's not a smart yeah. movie it's definitely fun and well worth yeah. checking out yeah I oh, wish I would have seen it on the big screen yeah, there's room know, for,
0: like, there is room for dumb fun but what I'm saying is, is that the dumb fun will never equal the well written fun
1: never i don't think i ever said it did
0: i not know but i'm making
1: that distinction. Me,
2: at a certain point sometimes they're one and the same to me so it, it all depends <laughs> i guess because i love grayson and pete hates grayson yeah so, but, and, i don't hate me, grayson well we, we, we know he hates fun
0: i just dislike it right I and, I,
2: and, I, and i overvalue fun that's why i love spielberg so much
0: uh Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Mal have a chance to argue that soon because coming soon the the first malefuzz tournament. <laughs>
1: Real subtle there. <though. laughs> be excited.
0: Was <laughs> supposed to be subtle.
1: What part? What part of that was implied to be subtle? Saying so you could have been more subtle. So it it, it was a it's a dig at your your choice of phrasing.
2: I mean, I guess I could have compared it to Star Wars and we'd have gone on a whole thing because. <sighs> I mean, the new Clone Wars season is fun, and it goes
1: places, and Uh, it's well-written fun. I'm I'm still getting there, Matt. I'm
2: not saying
1: saying nothing. I'm just saying. I uh, finished off the Bad Bad Jack last night. It's pretty good. Even though I've seen it before. All right, now, we're cutting
0: cutting this now. No, we're cutting Um, this now. I'm not saying less to this. That's dumb fun. I'm not saying less to this. Um,
1: Well, we could, but the thing I actually have to talk about is Star Wars. We can, move,
2: no, we can move on that's
0: enough for elsewhere that's enough for elsewhere this is
2: I need to know <laughs> the thousand pages real quick what he read. I don't need an in-depth breakdown Connor oh I'm not going to need...
1: do an in-depth breakdown I'm yeah, going to give an overview why well it, it, it was Star Wars Day this past week right I have multiple Star Wars trades uh, the epic collections of mm-hmm. the the Legends material that, that Marvel have been recollecting mm-hmm. mostly Dark Horse material um That I've just not read, or I've dipped like read the first little bit and then Mm -hmm. ran out of time for whatever reason and not gone back to it. So I thought, no, screw this. I'm going to make a concentrated effort to get past the first six issues of uh, Knights of the Old Republic,
2: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: which was like a mid to late 2000s book by uh, John Jackson Miller, Mm -hmm. uh, very much inspired by the games. You know, there's a couple of characters pop up here or there, references. It's set on some familiar planets. Uh, and I'd read the first six issues like twice before, and uh, which is the first, you know, arc. And then this time, uh, I got past it, and I got hooked, and I got hooked in deep. And then I, uh, I already had the second trade in comic so I, uh, so I read the second trade, and then I was like, well, there's only one more, <laughs> so I read the third trade, uh, which was fifty issues, plus, uh. Little bit of material from like taken out of various, uh, you know, anthology issues. So, like, an extra maybe issues worth of content there. And then a sequel five issue mini series called you Nightshower Public War, I think it was. Um, it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. It's basically a um, re- real short lowdown of just the setup of the book, which a lot of this is the first arc, is, ends up being the setup of the book, is um, uh, a we're on Taris, which is the the main planet from the the first planet from the, the first uh, Old Republic game, and you've got a, you know, a Padawan in training. There's a group of them, like it's like five masters, five Padawans, and they're about to be knighted. They're on their like final trial, um, but the guy we follow, he's a bit shit. He's gonna, he's probably not gonna pass his final test. They're not gonna knight him, and they, and they all kind of know this, but they get to the the ceremony, and he gets there late because that's what he does. And he gets there, and the ma- the other masters have already killed their four Padawans. Yeah, and he runs, and that's that's the book for the first like, uh, is he he runs away, and he doesn't clear his name till like for a long time. Uh, like the first like you know more than half of this fifty issue run, is him trying to get back at these masters to understand what they did, basically. The masters are they, they were all four seers and they had a prophecy that someone in a spacesuit would bring about the return of the the sith and the spacesuit is exactly the ones that their padawans were wearing the day before or like something like that so they were like well we need to kill our padawans then this is just telling me that the jedis were always full of it yeah that's pretty much the whole point um yeah. and the you know he, he ends up you know getting a lot of psychics uh, griff is his major psychic who's basically a, uh, a small-time criminal who wants to be a really big, well-known criminal and well-respected criminal uh, and is glorious. Uh, he is so much fun. Um, there's a lot of other fun characters that they meet along the way. Uh, a couple of Mandalorians. You know, stuff like that. that's they, very time-appropriate for if, if you've played those games. A lot of designs and stuff mm-hmm. straight from that. Um, it's a real fun ride. I'd say the first like two-thirds are better than the last third. That's kind of where it ends the that first part of that story with the Jedi. And then it has just like a few more adventures afterwards. Um, but it, the, the few more adventures does have some of the, uh, some great emotional uh, resonance for some of the other side characters that we kind of learn along and you know, meet along the way. Um, but you could probably end that, you, you'd know it when you go to it, it's in like the mid thirties or forties or uh, around that point and go, yeah, that would work as an ending for this series. Uh, just happens to, to go on a little mm-hmm. bit longer. Um, but I had a
0: lot of fun reading it. Um, definitely worth checking mm. out if you're interested. Okay. Alright. We're done. Good. <laughs> we can yeah. move on then. Uh, pick our favourite stuff of the week. Uh, that wraps up all the comments we talk about, uh, so we can do our favourites of the week. Now, normally top five, more of a just a ranking of what you read in this case. I've got a top two. Uh, so, <laughs> we'll pick our favourite uh, Our favourite right, Our favourite, sorry, favourite... I suppose I've done this. Best panel slash moment of the week, best cover, best art, and top whatever many we read. Uh, so uh, so panel slash moment, um uh, Matt, you got anything for that?
2: Yeah, so it's gonna be when um Shira, as as Naira, reveals herself um on the mass and it's just really cool. You know, it's it's the, the red headed, green eyed girl that's been following him through each life. I was gonna go with that one. Sorry. Yeah. Also, I'm a self-parody,
1: and I have to pick the redhead.
0: So, of course,
1: you know. Connor. Uh, well, I was going to take that, but I'll do a very similar and close point, which I also liked. Uh, it's it's when it's when uh, she shows up as the archer in the plague mask uh, outfit um, and saves you. That's her. pretty good. That's
0: a, a great moment. I will. Uh... I would have a proper stand. There. I'll, I'll go with a fist pump between. Uh... Uh, Cass and, and Duke and Batman the Outsiders uh, obviously limited choice this week <laughs> but uh, that's what I'll go with uh, best cover of the week if I can remember because I don't have Diamond to look at like I normally do uh, yeah. I guess I have to go to Comixology and look at them that way like a yeah. I, mean, I can
1: jump in um, I haven't seen the Hawkman variant, there's a chance it could have been that but I'm going to go with the regular Hawkman cover which is a glorious Yannin uh, cover with him in his Plague outfit and the hat, looks great
0: yeah, I'll take the easy choice here. the The main cover for Joker Harley with the marionette. Uh,
1: That's a good cover as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, it's gorgeous. So easy pick, Matt.
2: I too, I'm going to pick the Hawkman regular, because again, I can't look at the variants. I don't know where to look now. So, yes.
0: Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diamond D- need to hurry up and get shipped again, just so we can see them. So
0: that is uh, that. Is that uh, so best art of the week. Uh, I will jump in here. And, I mean, it's definitely between Soy on Outsiders and the team on Joker-Harley. Hmm. I mean, Soy's definitely... You know what? I have nothing to fault in Soy, even though there's maybe peaks in Joker-Harley that's more impressive from, like, an outstanding sort of, like, wow factor, but Outsiders are so consistent and a joy to look at that I'm going to pick Batman The Outsiders. Connor? Ogman. Matt? <laughs>
2: I gotta go, it's, it's Takara and Pissarin for Hawkman
0: Alright, there you go. Alright, top books of the week then, Matt Number
2: one, Hawkman, number two, Batman Outsiders, number three, Joker Harley Cool, Connor?
1: Yeah, we're all in on this Hawkman train this week, because it, it's Hawkman and then Joker Harley for me
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Batman Outsiders, then Joker Harley then Flash <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what I read I didn't really think about that there Yep. Do you have
2: the list of what's coming next week? Pete? I do. Yes, I do. Okay, good.
0: Yes. Uh, I have to listen, because I used to be able to look yes. and yeah. check off of my uh, brain, now I have yeah. to listen. You have to listen for this. Alright, so in terms of single issues coming next week, we have Harley Quinn 72, which we obviously don't cover. Uh, we have Justice League 44, which we do cover, so that's good. Uh, Justice League Odyssey twenties out, which we don't cover. Uh, Lois Lane 10 out, so that's coming. Uh, we have... Wait, Metal Men 6... Did we already have six? Was that five? I don't
1: remember. Was that five that we
0: didn't... I, I guess cover? it was five we didn't talk about. Okay. <laughs> six is out oh. next week. Uh, and then tells,
1: tells you how uh, memorable that book is, I guess. Yeah. That we just assumed we'd already had six. I
0: mean, it was fun enough, but it, 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 that wasn't smart fun. That was just enjoyable. See, it,
1: it, it's one that
2: is going to kill me because I need to know what happens, but I'm not going to cover it on the show. Sure. Just because I'm, I'm trying to cut
0: stuff. Yeah. Well, that's it, though. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that's was the whole list. So, so, so we got Justice League and Lois? Justice League yeah. and Lois. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. all we've got in the show? Okay, so probably do some questions next week. I think. There's <laughs> some questions next week. I uh, and I was gonna the have, drop we're Justice, gonna Justice have... League. You're gonna drop Justice League? I I was
2: just because it's so super superfluous. I mean,
1: there's only like two books. week we is that.
2: <laughs> exactly, but not when there's two books. So I am not gonna yeah. read it.
1: You might might as well stick it, out to the end of Vendity stuff now.
2: Yeah. You were it starts man. coming out one per week, I might not. That that's that's you know.
1: Yeah,
0: that's fair. I mean, that's only for yeah. one month, to be fair, just because they've got issues in the Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. 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 Um, I know.
2: But again, I'm trying to cut the homework, Pete. So, the
1: yes. Good job uh, we've got solicits next week.
0: Just, just wait Just wait until you read Dexter's issue. You're going to be reminded about all this plot with the... Uh... Oh, they finished the Daxamake stuff, didn't they? Yeah. They defeated yeah. them. So I guess we're on a new arc. Well, which I guess is a, new, a good time for a new arc to start, because we do have to remember what happened too much. True. True so that's mm-hmm. that's good uh so yeah so we only get two new books next week so yeah we'll definitely be taking some questions uh, next week to go along we'll, we'll have you know uh, elsewhere and we'll have the, the digital first section again as well uh so yes uh so uh, you can let us know what you thought of the comics this week uh in the comments on youtube or via twitter at dc comics podcast it does help out a lot if you do a couple of things if you're on youtube if you like uh, it does help us a lot because it lets YouTube know that you're you're recommending this content to other people, and what people find us that way. Uh, likewise, if you're listening to the audio podcast, especially if you're doing it through Apple uh, iTunes, it's not iTunes anymore. But tons, like I almost feel like at least seventy percent of the people who use it still call it iTunes, even though it's not been iTunes for like over a year, at least now. Uh, it's been that long. It's been that long. So, you can rate us on there, five stars, give us a review. That helps us out, more people find us. Of course, financially, you can support us at patreoncom patreon.comslash TV for as little well as $1 per month. At the $5 tier, especially, you get early access to all the multiverse shows by a day. Uh, that includes previously in the multiverse, which just went up. It's a little bit later this week than normal. It just went up today for patrons at the time of recording. Uh, but, you know, you can get access to that early. There's also votes for that show for some of the books that me and Connor will cover on there, which you get the $5 tier. So, please do go and have a look and see if you're interested in supporting us uh and throwing a dollar or so our way and keeping all the content coming i'll also take this time to thank our patron producers at the 20 dollars tier so thank you to david short tyler hess alison m4 and Cindy Palisades. uh thank you to you guys uh for being at that higher tiers or up so thank you again uh in terms of, yeah so I, I teased that tournament day i'll, I'll, I'll sort of plug this properly here at the end uh it's something we're going to do if you get anyone watched our top 50 movies of the decade that you know the that being the 2010s, uh, recently you'll know that was a, a project where every person on mailfest TV, so the three of us plus Tim and Tara, all recorded their picks and it was edited together. Uh, I've got a new sort of editing project sort of in the works here, which we're going to be recording soon, which is a tournament, and we're going to do Spielberg movies, uh, where everyone will sort of sort of give their thoughts on the movies and what should win in each matchup, and people in the comments will get to actually vote for the winner uh but that'll be an edited project and that'll be you know go, probably taking place over a month or two once it actually gets going uh when the episodes start coming out but that's something that's uh, in the works so you the three of us are on it of course and maybe you maybe you care about hearing matt talk about spielberg since he loves it so much uh mm-hmm. but that is uh coming soon so look forward to that uh but yeah uh, that is uh that is us. So thank you for joining us for episode two hundred and one of Comics from the Multiverse. It's good to be back, and it's good to see that uh, at least in a few weeks' time we'll be back to a reasonable number of books. Obviously, next week's a bit on the light side. Uh, I mean, this week was in the light side. It next, seems week...
1: it's it's pretty normal once we get to June.
0: Yeah, this week was in the light side. Next week is like like oh we're having an episode there's, 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 there's something there like i could almost forget i'll i I'll, I'll, I'll don't have to remember to read my books next week until about an hour before the show <laughs> because there's only two books yeah. uh so yeah but anyway, yeah that is the reason why the books uh, anyway uh so thank you for sticking with us hopefully if you stuck around for quarantine when that was on for five weeks thank you for sort of supporting us still through that and hanging out uh and if not welcome back uh, and hopefully we have no interruptions to the schedule uh, for the foreseeable future so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep reading DC Comics guys and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force
2: it's like getting a hug from Hawkman